Well, hey everybody! Welcome to Nature Check's Arctic Campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. First, we'd like to say that if you're feeling sad, or scared, or lonely, or angry, or unsure right now, that's okay. We are all dealing with a lot of hard things, and we're looking at a future that feels tough, too. But we are all kind, smart people who are going to move forward together. These folks on the screen might be heroes in a fantasy world, but we can all be heroes in the real world. So we're glad you're here and that you're you. Okay, now we'll do introductions. Hi, I'm Cheryl. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm the Dungeon Master for the Arta Campaign. I'm a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and when I'm not doing research, I'm also a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Uh, next, we've got Nancy. Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy, as Cheryl just said. <laughs> I am an entomologist, which means that I study bugs, and I live in Ecuador, and I normally do tourism, but that's not happening, so instead I run online classes and a YouTube channel. Check that out. I play a roguish young woman named Kay, and our pronouns are she, her. A yogish young woman? Like, <laughs> it's been a day. Sorry. I, hey, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, <laughs> next, we've got Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm also an entomologist, kind of, at least I used to be. Uh, right now, I work more with plants, doing plant health care um, at a conservatory botanical garden in Pittsburgh. And in our game, I play Fletcher, who is a human wizard, and our pronouns are both he, him, his. Then we've got Joe. Hi, I am Joe. I'm a PhD student at the University of Wyoming trying to figure out why weeds hurt crops. I play Lucanus, our resident elven barbarian, and my pronouns are he, him. Lucanus's pronouns are he, they. Then we've got Cindy. Hey, I'm Cindy, her. I'm a science enthusiast and play an Andorian engineer over on Heroes of Boston Constellation on the Weirdlings Twitch and YouTube channels. Uh, here I'm playing Natia, the water method druid. And we've got Peter. It's me, Peter. Um, I play Cedric. Cedric and I use he, him pronouns. And in real life, I get paid to teach people about agricultural science. I can't tell if that was with or without a checklist, but okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> And back for a second time is our special guest, Nikki. Hello, um, I'm Nikki. I am a, the host of Beholder to No One. I go by she, her. And in this game, I play Tulip, the mouse folk monk, who also goes by she, her. Awesome. If you are watching us live right now, like uh, Eric and Qui-Gon Bowers, um, wow, we just got a call out for Floppy McGee in the chat. Um, <laughs> so if you're watching us live right now, thanks for being here. As always, if you have any questions for the cast, make sure to put them in the chat so we can respond. I like how Ryan's like, who is Floppy McGee? Um, <laughs> And of course, be sure to check the reference section down below for the social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast. Don't forget, if you're not able to watch us live or you want to share us with your friends, family, and enemies, maybe, you can, as always, find the sessions for both of our consistent RPG campaigns in video form on our YouTube channel and in podcast form everywhere. Follows, subscriptions, comments, shares, and reviews, and whatever else, smash those buttons, really help us out on all of our platforms, so thanks for doing those things as well. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to our podcast. We've officially had over a thousand downloads since we started broadcasting. Thank Yay. you for listening to 
whatever it is that we make here and do here. <laughs> um, we make funsies. We make funsies. We do make funsies. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's make some fun now. Everything changed when the gods left Lacedes. The world became a complicated place. For almost a century, people fought with one another and struggled to find new ways of being. The loss of the gods also made the continent of Arda newly accessible to the outside races, and humans from Tenibria established New Sagester as an outpost city on Arda's southern shore. In the spring of 972, four young people from different lands encountered one another in New Seychester. Though their alliance was first formed out of necessity, curiosity, and coin, they have now come to trust and rely upon one another as they explore a strange new world. Fletcher, a human wizard, collects samples and takes copious notes about everything they encounter in Arda, as he hopes to publish on his discoveries and make a name for himself. Cedric, a dwarven cleric, came to Arda to share the word of Moradin, but in the meantime, he's met a lot of new and diverse people and learned to rely on his friends when the going gets tough. Lucanus, an elven barbarian, seems either to be running from or towards something, but he hasn't let his dark past prevent him from working with and protecting his newfound companions. Kay, a roguish young woman, is new to the violence and adventure of the broader world, but her desire to make a difference and do the right thing to help the people she cares about pushes her forward. And Nadia, a method from the elemental plane of water, who was trapped on Arda while partying when the loss happened. Now that the river she relies upon has become poisoned, she's teamed up with this unlikely group of adventurers to save her home. When you woke up this morning, Lucanus wasn't feeling well, and Kay and Fletcher had a talk about Kay's most recent weird dream. You continued north through the grasslands until Nadia spotted a unique field of pale purple flowers. Among the flowers, you met Tulip, a mousefolk who had designated herself the guardian of this spot, as these flowers are important to the survival of some rather unusual beetles known as pop bugs. After helping Tulip fight off a threat to the pop bugs, you journeyed with her to her home village of Flasagri and met a few of its inhabitants, including the oldest Muriam in the village, Appius, who told you that the pop bugs are somehow connected to the ethereal plane. Stunned by this new information, your group decided to stay in the village and collect more info. It is now mid-afternoon on Talosum, the 25th day of Bloom Run, and you are with Tulip in the Muriam village of Flosagri. Where would you like to go next? Lucanus is in the fetal position, so... Just just in the middle of the street? Just, just like, off <laughs> to the side in, like, an area, like, under a shady tree, like, he's just, you know chilling and not really happy about life he's like holding his morning star like a teddy bear i don't know I don't... Good. yeah I... Comfort Honestly, weapon guys... instead of a comfort blanket <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what's wrong with him i cast a restorative restorative spell on him he should be fine i don't know why he's still whining about his tummy hurting or whatever <laughs> i think i said suggest... you seem to go ahead sorry one of you talk. I think I was saying that um, at the end of the last one that I was suggested you could visit either uh, the innkeeper or the the village headman. Yeah, so to remind everyone, I think at the end of the conversation with Appius, someone had, uh, I don't remember who now, um, but basically you had wanted to sort of like warn the village about the orcs, um, and Appius was like, nope, I do not have any interest in running things, so you need to go talk to somebody else about that. 
Yeah, I think um, your village leader probably the most useful person to talk to, perhaps. Well, that's Placus. That's there. It's Placus. Bad <laughs> <laughs> with words. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah, you sound uh, unsure of that. Has there been like a recent turnover in leadership, or is okay, that an awkward this subject? Is, not- I call him. Um, I call him something else that's not something I can say in front of that guy who's not old because he got mad at me for calling him old for some reason. <laughs> but Flacus is the one in charge. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So which um, hole in the ground is Flacus's? He's this way, and I will start running off that way. Okay. <laughs> Whichever that way is. <laughs> sure. Um, so you lead them a few, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all in the ground. <laughs> Wait, they is that, live in nicely is that woven. They live in nicely woven grass houses. You come from a hole in the ground. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a mine. I will have you know, it is not a hole. It is a hole a lot of, in the ground. It is. There is a lot of structural engineering that involves, you know, reinforcement. I mean, a hole would just be something that would collapse. The next hole in the ground here is going to be you digging your own grave. Uh, Just because it's a hole doesn't mean that it's not fancy. Yeah, exactly. A fancy hole would be a mine. Like a really nice mine. No, mine is just a hole with things in it. Oh, Oh, wow. We are starting right in tonight, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm going to, like, take one of Lucanus' arms over my shoulder and help him walk with us since he seems to be he's gonna be like in bent in way. half yeah i guess he can maybe lean his elbow on me he's he's just using cedric's head as like a walking cane hmm. glad you came in on that dm zach nice for you to be here um okay so <laughs> you walk towards um, not a hole in the ground was if since this is they're just going to warn about orcs <laughs> um having the information that we just received about a connection to another plane through a natural source not like a magic spell like these sorts of things fletcher is probably not going with them to just go talk to somebody about orcs showing up he's probably gonna like just sit somewhere in the village behind like in the like shade of a nice tall patch of grass and start just like writing his notes and thinking over what we just heard both out of the like Yes, professional, potentially, like, publishable, make a big name for myself reasons, but then also just the pure, like, natural wildness of what he just learned and trying to, like, comprehend it and put it into order. So probably not. I'm, I'm still in the village. I'm, like, not leaving, but I'm probably just popping a squat behind some some nice plants and taking notes. All right. So Fletcher is having a beautiful mind moment over in a corner. Um <laughs> Uh, is math, it... math, GIF going past my yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. Um, is everybody else going with Tulip to talk to Placus? Lucanus is doing the exact opposite of Fletcher. He is not having a beautiful mind moment. He is just sort of trying to get by. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think Kay is going to be talking to anyone about the orcs either. Like she's not good at strategizing. Like. What she, what is she going to add other than sit there in a boring conversation? So wait, okay. wait, wait. So 
to be clear, Lucanus is not coming, Kay is not coming, and Fletcher is not coming. You're sending Cedric to talk to the leader of the village. And Nadia. Oh, boy. And Nadia. (laughs) Lucanus is trying to make his way there. He's just very slow and kind of doddering. I am so ready for this. Please. Please bring it. Yeah, I guess if I see this split up happening, I'm kind of, I guess I should stay with them. They'll say something rude. (laughs) I would never. (laughs) Don't worry. So will I. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought you were going with them. They like me, yeah. though, kind of. I, I, they have to deal with me. You guys are playing Tulip. Just let her do the talking. You don't even go here. <laughs> um, before we leave, I'll say afterwards we can go talk to uh, Marcia and we can have some of the aura. That's really good. If you haven't, had, if you haven't tried aura before, you guys need to all try aura. Ooh, I haven't tried aura. Is it a vegetable? But, no, it's a drink. Is it made from vegetables? <laughs> I'll Are try it. flowers vegetables? Technically, yes. Then yes? Actually, not even technically. Uh, uh, artichokes. <laughs> Consider a vegetable. And they are a flower. Science! Science! <laughs> <laughs> then yes, it's made out of vegetables. <laughs> the universe be eight. Uh, well, I'm very excited for that. Mm. And then I'll lead the way to Placus. Okay, okay. So, so Kay, you're just hanging out somewhere. Lucanus, you're just hanging out somewhere. So it's. Just... Oh, I'm following. Oh. I'm following along. Okay. I'm following along behind Peter and Nadia. But like, I'm just sort of like, you know, when you're really hungover and you just try to get to the other end of the apartment, even though you know you shouldn't be moving. That's kind of how I'm moving right now. I'm I'm kind of stumbling and like. Every few seconds, I think, like, maybe I'm going to vomit, but I never quite do. It's just a very frustrating time for Lucanus. Fantastic. Okay, so Lucanus, Nadia, and Cedric are going with Tulip to see Placus. That's what I'm getting from this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nothing will okay. possibly go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nope, okay. Um, so, <laughs> you lead them to... Tulip has it under control! She does. <laughs> she doesn't do the talking she's gonna be fine they don't need us okay so tulip you lead them to placus's house um and again like the door is closed so i don't know how you would like to approach this i will actually knock this time but i'll do that really annoying knock 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 and then when he doesn't answer within two seconds i'll do it again <laughs> um so from inside you hear oh good who is that i'm coming what you could just knock once and then that's he's, no fun. He sort of uh, pulls the door open rather abruptly, and you all Hello. see another mouse folk. Uh, he's wearing a very nice, well kempt red tunic and dark brown trousers. Um, and he sort of like he pulls the door open, is like looking straight into Tulip's eyes at first, but he sort of like stops and looks at all of you behind her and above her, and is like, "Tulia, what is going on? Who are these people?" I brought friends. Uh, they have to tell you something. Yeah, they can't fit in the house, though, so you might want to come outside. <laughs> Unless like- you have really big chairs. Do you have really big chairs? I do not. And he just he's still holding the door open, just standing there. And he looks at all of you and he's like, friends, where are you all from? Who are you? What are you? 
just realized we've got the the two short people and then the tallest yes. party member. <laughs> this is great. This is very good. This this bell curve is very skewed. Yeah. yeah. I will I will point slowly and go. That's Cedric, and that's Lucanus, and that's Nadia. Well, we we've been traveling from New Seychester. Uh, we originally come from like different places, but through New Seychester, most recently, well, actually more recently than that, we were in the jungle, kind of. Uh, that direction well I guess actually we were the river that direction and then the jungle before that and then the ocean and then New Seychester um what was the third question uh I think it was what what are oh, you oh 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 I am a dwarf the people moored and forged from the metals of the earth and I am, uh I am not feeling well I don't think that answers the question. Uh, I think, I think he, Lucanus is an elf, and Nadia is uh, some kind of like. Well, you. I'm a, I'm a method. I'm from the water plane. I've never been super clear on what a method is. <laughs> it's, it's what Nadia is. You're That's a dwarf. I'm a method. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> Ryan's like, duh. <laughs> 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 um. So Placus, he's still holding onto the door. He has not let go of the door, and he's still sort of squinting at all of you. And he's like, "They, they, they've come from, uh, they, they came from the 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 new the new place uh, across the the Lojdej. They came through the Nabhuvzuv, and they're trying to find out why the rivers why the rivers bad. We're trying to figure out. They came from somewhere else. I came from Nabhuvzuv. Okay." That I understand. You came I'll from what is this new something place on on the ocean? I don't. It's a, you don't have very it's much a new fur. Village. It's on the. It's on the coast, like at the end of the river. Okay. They built a a, a big village, and they have big boats that come in. Hmm. Let's hop on a boat. But I've I've been in the I've been in the the, the forest. Just hop on a boat and take the river down and... But the, the river, there was something bad. The river was bad and we followed it up to the place where the river started started being bad and it looks like it came underground and so now we're trying to follow that up. But you guys wanted to tell them about the mean the mean guys, right? Yeah, oh. there's there's some... We found orcs. I got to yeah. fight an orc. They're like ugly goblins, but bigger. Actually, she uh, fought several orcs. She like Killed the shit Yeah, she kicked ass. It was really great. You hit him real hard with your kick. It was very cool. And then she was like, nah. Tulio, would you show me how to punch? Sure. I need to learn how to punch better. Here, it's like this, and, it'll, and then she'll punch you. Oh, <laughs> Roll an attack. <laughs> um, also, while all this is happening, this just verbal onslaught, he's squinting at all of you as this is happening and then he looks at Tulia and just like under his breath is like friends <laughs> I missed you missed I rolled a three <laughs> <laughs> I got too excited and tripped on my <laughs> on my tail she punches the air right next to your kneecap Lucanus it's like that but you hit the target ah <laughs> uh, cool <sighs> okay, so, slow like making a very good first down. Here. You are all very strange, and I'm not sure why you're here, because there was a lot in that conversation. 
Uh, so, so there's something wrong with the river? We don't really deal with the river. Yeah, uh, the, that's why we're, that's why we're in this general area, but, but we specifically, they specifically wanted to tell you because, uh, Tulip was guarding the flower patch, but there were, there were big means in the, in the, that came Uh, out and if they stick around, that could be bad news. You guys have an orc infestation. A what? Uh, infestation of orcs. Uh, big, bad, scary things. They'll uh, they'll destroy your community if given half a chance. Don't worry, I'll protect us. It's fine. He like looks. She you is up and... well capable of doing that. Actually, he looks you up and down and is like, uh, "You still haven't adequately explained who you are and why you're here." So at this point, I have no differentiation I... between you and this. I brought them here because I thought maybe somebody who's been alive longer than me would understand more about the river. I, well. And then he wanted to tell you about the orcs so that we could be prepared and not be hurt. I mean, not, by the ugly goblin orc guys. Not being hurt is good. You say they're like big goblins. We've never had quarrels with the goblins. They mostly keep to themselves. They were trying to steal the pop bugs. Why? That is a good question. I don't know, but they had an entire bag full of them. That's strange. Um, but taking the bugs while annoying and confusing is not a direct threat to us. What makes you think that we need to worry about these things? Um, they seem very mean. Yeah, I mean, every time we've encountered them in the past, they've tried to kill us. Every one time. <laughs> I mean, yes. they did. They also killed my family, so... Wait, what? Yeah. Orcs. Elves. It's it's a thing from the war in Utaban. Oh. Uh, did, did, they should... come, did they come from where you are on the boats, too? Uh, I don't know if they came over on the boats. I don't, I don't know how they got here. We don't... We don't know how they got here. They could have swam. I doubt it, though. There was probably a boat involved at some point. Uh... You should let go of the door now. Mm. You think you're breaking the handle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, his fingers are, like, dug yeah, through them. So <laughs> you can see little tracks where his claws, like, left as he's squinching tighter. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of work to replace the handle. You don't want to replace it. <sighs> he sort of pats the door and puts his hand down, <laughs> smooths his tunic a little, and is like, okay, so the information you're giving us is that there are bad things out in the grasslands that we should be worried about. But yep. but Tulia knows what they look like and how to fight them? Yep. Yeah, I can I can help with that last part. I'll I'll give you a briefing. I mean, you just, if you punch them hard enough, then they go down. So, like anything I mean, else. Um, so he sort of, like, like pulls his shoulders up by his ears and puts them down again and looks over at you, Tulip, and is like, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I guess if you want to train some others to help keep a lookout, that is a thing you can do, I guess. Hey! Yeah, that's a good idea. <sighs> I know the perfect people, too. They're all over at Marcia's. Okay. 
Does Basically, that... she's looking for like the drunkest people there. <laughs> Does that mean you're leaving now? Uh, if you're not going to listen anymore, then yes. Is there any more you think I need to listen to? Uh, nope. They said nope. I was awesome, and I did good, so you should listen to that part again. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're with the punching and the kicking, and it was like, the orc was like, ugh, ugh. And even when it hurt her, and she kept going, and she, it was good. She's oh, really yeah, cool. there was like a spear. Just like... She can take a stab wound really well, man. You should yeah. be proud of her. Oh yeah, I got I got I got hit with a javelin. His ears are sort of like folding back a little bit. He's like, <laughs> I'm fine. It's okay. I have a I have a really cool handprint scar now though, which is cool. This is a lot more violence than most of us normally. Um, hmm. Yeah. That's why we wanted you yeah. to know they were there. Bye, Placus. Uh, he just sort of like like tugs at his tunic again and is like like obviously fussing a little bit inside himself and like oh okay Th thank you once he goes back inside I, I tell them like I just call him um I call him stick because he always seems to have a stick up his butt um but I can't say that around him because he heard once and he got really mad yeah he, he just, does not like us he just you. really <laughs> seems like he needs a hug I tried he doesn't <laughs> like that either oh then what can you do <laughs> Well, let's 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 go find the drunk people because I can affirm that drunks make the best party guards. Oh boy! <laughs> I guess I'll take them to the inn now. Oh. Well, is the inn where the ale would be? I mean, yeah, that's like cool. the the restaurant, right? Like most of these, it's like an inn tavern. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know that it's it's mostly the tavern because. Like, while there are rooms, you don't get a ton of visitors, but, you know, there are, you know, rooms available kind of thing, um, but it's mostly a tavern, yeah. I guess we should stop and pick up Fletcher and Kay first. Nah, they're fine. No. They're probably, like, writing notes in their book or whatever. They're, they're a bunch of real nerds. But that's even more reason to have them taste aura. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if they drink enough, they won't be writing in their books anymore. How know. big will, is this will village? It, will, it, will it? Will it? Will it? Can I just be like Fletcher? Okay. Oh, <laughs> will the will the aura be like good for an upset tummy? Uh, Batusia might have something for your stomach. She's the mm. apothecary person. Yeah, we should probably stop by there after we're you know done rallying the troops. I'm gonna pull a berry out of my pouch and hand it to Lucanus and say, "Does this make you feel better?" I'm gonna, I'm just gonna kind of nibble on it like a cute little chipmunk. Remind me what all good berry does. I'm pretty sure it doesn't do what point. you need, though. Yeah, <laughs> it heals one, one point and makes here's you feel one point of damage. Feet. Yeah, and makes you feel full. Okay, you are healed of one hit point of damage from your fight earlier. <laughs> Cool. I actually don't even know how much damage I took during the fight. I'm pretty sure I updated your character sheet. Oh, did you? Okay. I I I normally keep track on the. I think you are currently at 29. Okay. Nifty. Now yeah. you're at 30. <laughs> now I'm at 30. It says actually it says uh, current HP is 33, which is the max. Uh, look at your rage sheet though. I think right. Or is it... Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was the one I was using during combat. Okay. Well, except that the rage one has different hit points, right? 
Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So does hire can, Max. I can I can just I can just edit it. Do some math. So. Do some math. Yeah. Okay. Um. So are you just yelling like that? Yeah. Yelling. Oh. Okay. Um. I mean, I I I mean, we just we just walked from where Fletcher and Kay were. Yeah, like I, I feel like I have a good like. Are they within yelling distance? Because I feel like if they're like pretty close, like if they're like forty feet away from us, I mean, I'm just... yelling distance is pretty far. I'm sure that anyone on, out... on how loud the yell is, right? But I'm sure anyone outside of the village probably heard that because it was really loud. Yeah. Um... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Kay Fletcher, wherever you are, sitting down and doing whatever it is you're doing, you hear Cedric yelling like that. They're never quiet, ever. We are not. We are not ever quiet. You don't hear her say that? You're not there? (laughs) Oh, I'm not there? No. I'm sorry. You're not with Kay. You're with Cedric. You're with with Cedric and me. I thought, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought it was uh, uh, Tulia saying that. So, Lucanus and Nadia could also be having a conversation about how very loud Cedric is. Yeah. Yeah, you're with the yeller and not the yellies. <laughs> He's so pleased with himself. Uh, are you two going to join back up with your friends, or are you going to pretend you don't know them? <laughs> I mean, at this point, maybe better if we pretend we don't know them. But I, I think we'll just, that the entire town will put it. He's going to take that option. <laughs> you hear anything? I mean, no. I think we look so different from everyone else. Everyone will know by association. Like we can't necessarily hide. So she just like begrudgingly gets off the ground and goes in that general direction. Yeah. It's kind of hard to blend in when you don't look like a mouse. Or any of the other types of people that are seen out here. Um, yeah. Your lack of fur is very disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I feel like that more than more than I'd like to admit. Fletcher hears, but he just keeps working. Okay, you do that. Um, so, Kay, you do go over to them? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I'm not anywhere near Fletcher. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Well, the the group of you, uh, Tulip, Nadia, Cedric, and Lucanus, you acquire Kay after a few moments. Hello. Ahoy there. I'm sure Fletcher will find us. Onward to nectar drink thing. Onward to glory. (laughs) It's not called glory, um, but it's right over there. (laughs) (laughs) Going to the end. Um, so she indicates, and you're starting to get the feel for, like, again, the shape of these buildings is a little difficult to discern at first because they are made out of the same plants that are growing all around them, and so they sort of have this, like, camouflage effect or, like, you know, fuzzy edges. Um, but you see that the the domed building she's pointing to is quite a bit larger than all the others, which makes sense if it's a tavern in restaurant-type dealio. Um, so you make your way over there, I assume. And they actually fit in this one. It's larger. Uh, I feel like if Cedric stooped, he would probably be able to fit through the door. Um, Kay and Lucanus, you might have to do some sort of like dexterity-based check in order to fit in this room, which was really made for people who are less than three feet tall. Can I? Can I? Roll are there a, I... are there windows? Can she just like sit outside next to a window? Yeah, there's a few window openings. <laughs> can I? Can I yeah, try so to? Can I roll outside. a dexterity check? You want to try? Okay, yeah, let's, um, oh gosh. This is going to be hilarious. Uh, man, one of those weird skills that we almost never use. How about, I guess, tumble? Okay, uh, let's see. Um, 
it's going to be under skills. I want to try out this negative four dexterity. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be awful. Oh, this is going to go so well. Oh, no. Or no, it's only negative one. Okay, how do I? Sorry. Uh, wow, oh. the chat is getting very dark thinking about what Fletcher is doing right now. Jeez, guys. <laughs> He'll be okay. Fine. Anyone wearing armor gives you a penalty on doing tumble as well. Mm-hmm. So anyone wearing anything is going to do even worse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think that the character sheet already integrates that. Okay. Yeah. I am. I am not having a good time with this character sheet. It is. I can't figure out how to roll. Like I. I accidentally closed it out, and now it's not taking me back to the same place. Oh, that's weird. Um, let me... I will hit... Oh, no, no, no. That's because I was looking <laughs> at the wrong thing. Okay. okay. Uh, so you're on the skills tab? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you scroll down. Yep. It's alphabetical. There, there we go. Tum- wow. What? Wow. A zero. Oh, my God. Eight, you rolled a nat one minus one. <laughs> <laughs> Lucanus tumbles into the bar and just destroys the building. <laughs> yeah. I I'm trying to decide if that's what happens. Um, <laughs> I won't. I... Well gone now. Oh my goodness. Um, so you like, you... this is this is the most critical fail to ever critical yeah, fail. Yeah, I that zero popped up. And I was just like. What? I hate us, Nancy? Oh, don't hate us. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lucanus, you kind of, like, prep yourself because you're like, okay, the door's kind of small. Maybe if I, like, move really fast, I'll just sort of, like, slip through. And you, like, go to do a somersault. And, like, instead of keeping your legs tucked, they're basically just, like, sticking straight up in the air as you roll over. And so your legs hit the top of the door area and sort of just, like, smash a swath of plant matter, like the the door frame and then up through the roof and you just like carve this big channel and like wind up like sitting upright <laughs> with your legs straight out in front of you. Technically inside, kind of, except there's no roof because your head is sticking through it, a la like Gulliver. And there's just well, all this commotion and like plant bits flying everywhere. That went well. That went well. Sorry, Marcia. Um, so Tulip, you can sort of, like, look in the doorway behind him, and there's, like, you don't see anyone at first. Like, you see sort of the furniture inside the the tavern and, like, the bar, but you don't see, there are no, no Mariam around at first. I, uh, just call out, sorry, Marcia. And you see this pair of very large ears peek up from behind the bar, and then, like, some paws, and then a face, and she's looking around, and, like, is is everything okay? Who is that? Is that Tulip? Yeah, I brought friends, but they tripped. don't fit. Yeah, yeah. They tripped, and she's like, like her nose is wiggling, and she's like, sort of peering through all of the the floating plant bits in the air, and like, what? I'm kind of Tulip. What I did you do? Uh, they're bigger than the door. Yeah, I, I wanted them to try Aura, so I brought them to you. 
Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and she, you can see her sort of, like, talking to other, like, you, you realize there must be, the, like, other people, like, whoever else was working in the tavern and whoever was a patron in the tavern must all be hiding behind the, the bar with her. And she's We sort of, are like, so sorry. <laughs> speaking to all of them. Is anybody hurt? No, no, we're fine. And my pride is going to take a while to recover, so we'll have to do something about that later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, a whole bunch of mouse folks sort of start to slowly and carefully move out from behind the bar and, like, you know, pick up overturned chairs and things. And they're they're leaving (laughs) a very wide berth around you, Lucanus, and they're all just sort of, like, peering and sniffing and, like, moving their, their ears quite a bit. Um, and Marcia, sorry guys, I am so sorry. Marcia comes up to you, uh, so you see, um, this mousefolk woman is younger than the two men you've met so far, but older than Tulip and also Venetia that you met last time. Um, so she's sort of middle-aged, uh, wearing a faded green dress with tan edging and a little apron over it, and she's got her hands on her hips as she walks up to you, and, like, now that you're sitting... She's only, like, her eyes are only a little lower than your face. Um, so she walks right up to you and says, Well, I've never quite had an entrance like that to my inn before. Um, but I guess if you're friends of Tulips, then you're welcome? Uh, this isn't great, but we'll fix it. So hi. You guys are being incredibly cool about this. I'll fix it. I I can fix it. Don't worry about it. I got it. You can help. You can, you can fix it? I yeah, I got, I got this. I got this. She looks back at um, Tulip. Do they know how to weave? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I'm um, like, I'm gonna like start like gathering up like armfuls of like broken. <laughs> what stuff. are they? I would not trust them to fix it. They're if very big. Cases from outside peering over. <laughs> they're, um, they're very, very big and loud. And where did you find these people? Dwarf, elf. Human? No. Yes. They're all different things. Mephit. Yes. They're all different things. You found a whole bunch of different things. I did. They were in the pop bug fields. Now, see, this Uh, is why people tell you not to leave town, honey. We were. We were. But this is why I leave town. You're passing through. I uh, through everything. That was the idea. Yeah. She looks at the ceiling. I was gonna say, we can't necessarily pass through something. (laughs) Um. Well. Uh. How about I bring some aura to you out here? Does that sound okay? We yeah, can that sounds be fine. fine. We can move a table out there for you, too. Tulip, would you help me carry a table? Yeah, I'll, I'll help fix it. Okay. Sorry. Hmm. If no one stops me, I'm going to start trying to, like, holding up the pieces of the broken wall and casting mending on the wall. Uh, how does mending work again? Okay, so... Ceramic or wooden objects with multiple breaks can be invisibly rejoined to be as strong as new. Small breaks or tears. Mm. I, I I am fine sinking multiple spell slots into this. Like I'm figuring like maybe I'll be like holding okay. up like pieces. <laughs> and maybe it's like I'm gonna hold up like a handful and just like it'll just kind of like stick to the other ones. <laughs> so there's like like it's not like woven together anymore. It's just like now there's just like a big like patch slapped on there <laughs> okay uh let's see lucanus is six feet tall uh i'm gonna say that there's like at least five foot square 
of repair to be made, if not more. So you tell me how many spell slots you've got that you can use to fix five foot square patching. I'm I... used to mending being a cantrip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've got I've got four. I'm I'm gonna just keep going till it's till it's all fixed. And um, so mending has a ten foot range, but I because I can't reach that top bit. Like <laughs> once I start mending it, I'm gonna be like, hey Nadia, can you take this? like bunch and just like take it up there and just like hold it in place sure <laughs> excellent excellent when you use your wings all of the mouse folk that are watching kind of go oh, Ooh. sure <laughs> i'm fixing the building but they're more impressed by your ability to fly well we can all fix the building we can't fly <laughs> i mean they're That's they're fair. probably also impressed by my ability to break shit again i am so sorry uh, Marcia comes back out with a tray of drinks and sort of like pats you on the head as she passes. I'm assuming you haven't actually moved, so she's just like scooting around you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm at this point, I'm just kind of afraid to get up because I don't want to break it. And like Cedric is like repairing the wall behind me, so I'm like kind of caught in. So how are you also, going to leave? <laughs> I'm also sick, so like I'm just kind of staying there for a moment so that like because if I vomited on these people, they're so small and I'm kind of bigger than them and I'm kind of worried about them taking like acid damage or something that's like not, that. That's very creative them. of you, but <laughs> you're not a <laughs> dragon. Boy. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> You're also not... probably on top of the things that Cedric is trying to mend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah move hey, yeah. Lucanus, get, lift can you lift up your butt a little bit? You're there's like a big piece under here. Okay, uh, could you so help just... Lucanus just sort of gets up and, like, walks out of the bar trying to, like, not hurt anything that Lucanus, or that uh, Cedric and Nadia are doing. T try those verbs again. You don't get up and walk out of the bar. <laughs> Unless you try to do all of that through the hole before Cedric starts fixing it. Right, that was my whole point. Yeah. Like, wait, you guys wait, are wait, building yeah. the building on top of it. As Lucanus starts to, like, get up. Just, just wicker man Lucanus. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, no. the bees! Yeah. 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 Oh, no. I cast sacred flame on the building. No! <laughs> I don't have sacred flame. <laughs> no, no, Do you no. want to I have Scorching Ray. This is how you make no, enemies. I, I don't need... have any fire spells. Just we, just need, I know. Just, we just need uh, a Fletcher to cast grease and, you know, yeah. have just a scoot, lighter handy. Yeah. Scoot your butt out. You don't have to stand. Just scoot back. <laughs> I'm a turtle man now. Uh, and, uh, does... Sure. Am I able to see all of this going on? Um, you probably at the very least heard like a thump and some commotion and you may have even seen a little poof of plant bits go up in the air like a few buildings over. I think the extent of my interest was I kind of like stood halfway up to see above the grass, saw all of that, felt completely validated in my decision to not go with them over there. <laughs> And immediately sat back down and kept <laughs> writing my thoughts out. Amazing. Okay, so uh, so we get Lucanus out of the building, Tulip and Marcia pull out a very low wooden table for you all, and Marcia brings out a tray of drinks and sets it down and goes, um, who's paying for this? I'll, I'll pay for Lucanus. it. Lucanus. Lucanus is paying for it. 
Well, what do you guys use as money? Money? Please don't make this difficult for me, Peter. <laughs> Every, okay, cool. Everybody I mean, come can on, speak Cheryl, common. Everyone doesn't have a different currency. You didn't come up with exchange rates. No, everybody can speak common because I realized that that was going to be a huge pain, and everybody uses the same money because otherwise that would be a huge pain. I I can only <laughs> extend the metaphor so far. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they use like, like pop bug bits or something. Lucanus just sort of flips up a gold piece. Okay, thank you. Um, enjoy the aura. Uh, it's made from the Monarda that, uh, Tulip has been guarding. So, it's a, uh, mouse folk specialty. It's my favorite. Are all of their mugs tiny Miriam-sized mugs? So they all are gonna have to drink, like, 20 to get infected? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, for like, a tea party. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like drinking. Having, you're having an alcoholic tea party. <laughs> it's like, it's like drinking espresso. It's like it's like uh, having a tea party with all of your stuffed animals because the table is real small and all of the cups are real small. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm adorable. Nadia is fuzzy and adorable. Yeah, yeah. Nadia, it, everything fits pretty well compared to you, Cedric. It only feels a little weird, but for Lucanus and Kay, it's quite strange. I'm gonna like, take two I'm, of the cups. I'm and... about four foot, so it's it's a, a bit it's a bit smaller. Oh, are you? It's, okay. it's a, yeah, it's a it's very similar to uh, my first time working at the ballet when I get there and just everyone is I'm a short person. I'm used to being the smallest person in the room and they're like everyone was just kind of bitty and delicate. <laughs> and I yeah. just was concerned about breaking everything and especially with Lucanus hanging out, I'm just mm-hmm. Yeah, see I was I was kind of imagining it as being like an adult at the kids' table kind of situation mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving. Um, Tulip, what were you saying? I'm going to take two glasses and bring one to Fletcher. Oh, okay. So you're going to walk all the way over to Fletcher. Um, so Fletcher, you hear... The town's not that big. <laughs> yeah, you, you hear some grass moving and look up to see Tulip coming over to you with two mugs in her hands. I brought you one since you didn't make it. This is Aura. Oh, oh, uh, th- th- thank you. Uh, what, what, What is this again? It's a, it's a liqueur made from the flowers that were in the, where the pop bugs are. It's oh, really good. I've, it's my favorite. Uh, uh, thank you very, very, very much. And I, I start taking little sips to have it to, uh, an accompaniment uh, to my uh, quick uh, manuscript drafting that I'm doing. Um, if you want to join the others, you can, but they made a hole in the in. I, 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 I heard and then saw that. Uh, <laughs> I... Hopefully things are okay. Uh, if not, I can try to figure out something to do to help. But uh, hopefully that doesn't ruin our hospitality that we've received here, I hope. Um, Marcia seems okay. I offered to help, and I think Cedric is fixing it now. I'm not sure how. I don't. Does he know how to weave? I should uh, probably ask. Is that going? <laughs> he knows how to bang rocks into other rocks or something i mean so you can't really weave but i but you know but here how, how about this um and i i go in my bag and i hand tulip 10 more gold pieces and i say just can you hand that to her just as some kind of compensation just to help along with whatever she needs to just say sorry for them is this more gold than i've ever seen in my life um, I mean, like, you've seen gold before, but that is quite a sum for him to just casually hand over. Yeah. 
her ears will perk up and she's like oh that's a lot of shinies <laughs> okay sure yeah I'll, I'll go get on that right now thank you so much for everything you are the best embarrassed parent <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is yeah how is the mending going cedric i don't know do you want me to do like a check well so i like i said it's like a five foot hole in the roof um basically five foot square how much can your mending mend so i think in fifth edition it says like up to a square foot but in three five it's one object of up to one pound really why so, would they do it in pounds that's dumb yeah i feel like that's a lot of square footage of plant vegetative yeah, a plant. pound of dried grass yeah that's, yeah, that's like a lot yeah, it's like this, an armful. That seems weird. I don't know why they would do it by... An yeah. armful even with Cedric arms. Well, like, I don't know, a one and a half foot wide sugar beet plant when dried is well under a pound, so... I mean, yeah, that's might, that's what it says. Um, he, might, he might not even need, you know, more than two spell slots for this, to be honest. Sure. I, I'm... I'm I'm fine burning for Cheryl. You're you're the DM. You, you tell um, me. give me a, a spellcraft check to see how good your magic is, and that'll determine how many we spend. Hmm. Okay. Also, given the description, yeah, it sounds like the description of other things is sort of a link in a chain kind of thing. Makes it sound pretty small. Mm-hmm. That's a nat twenty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you very strategically well, hold uh, and with Nadia's help hold all of the plant bits in place and cast your spell and it just <laughs> and it just like I mean yeah it still looks like a patch like it's obviously not woven like all of the rest of it is but it's you fixed it and Marcia kind of looks up and kind of like leans out the doorway and was like that was a neat trick. Thanks. Kind of as she. As she sort of lets go of it, is fully expecting it to fall, and then like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, 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 you're kind of weird, but that was a good trick. Thanks. Elf walks Ta-da! into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. <laughs> uh, as, as, as Nadia, like, flies back down, Cedric is gonna, like, kind of whisper to her, like, that worked so much better than I thought it was going to. Good, because I didn't think that was going to work either. I, I know, I know, I'm really impressed. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, yeah, I've never tried weaving a building back together before. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess it's not that hard. Must yeah, not be. <laughs> wow. Um, Insults every weaver in the entire world. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Ooh. I know, I know. I can, I can, I can see the anger in Cindy's eyes. <laughs> but not it. doesn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you enjoying your tea party? Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just sort of sipping on the liquor. Is this like a ginger ale type thing? Um. Or? So I was picturing it. Um. So obviously, like, if you know Monarda, or like a lot of people might have seen bee balm in a garden. Um. So that that's that plant or that group of plants. Um. So like the smell of that greenery is just really like spicy and herbal and interesting. And when I was thinking about a liquor that would be distilled from those plants, I was thinking about chartreuse. Um, so if you haven't had chartreuse before, it is a delightful experience. It's made with like, I don't know, the two of you who are nodding. It's an absurd number of herbs. Do you know how many? It's like over a hundred, right? 
No, I, yeah, I, I don't remember. It's just like the original recipe goes back to a group of monks in like France and that's where they originally made it. And it, it's, it's, and it's, it's amazing. Like it, it's so good. There's a green and a yellow yep. form in case you mm. want to go out and try it. 130, I am being prompted from my studio audience. Um, 130 things are in it. So it's basically like you just took the forest in France and threw it in a keg. But yeah, it, chartreuse is delightful, both the green and the yellow. It's um, it's a thick liqueur, so it's kind of almost syrupy. It's like a like an aperitif in it that it's a little thicker. Um, and it's sweet, but also, yeah, just like weirdly herbal. So that's what I was thinking aura would be like is something like that. Mm. So it's definitely a sipping thing, and it's definitely strong, both in terms of its flavor and its alcohol content. But it's really it's a, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good digestive. You have after a meal to help you like burp and move things through. So just like Jaeger, like it's supposed to just be super herbal and, and you sip it afterwards. Oh, yeah. Jaeger is so gross. Oh, I yeah. love I like it. Yay, me too. <laughs> Apparently, I never, I never had a bad drinks. experience with it because I didn't like go wild with it in college or anything. Mm. So I, I never had like had a horrible experience. And now I still, so I can like, I love it. I, my last name yeah, is Jaeger, so at my wedding, Jaeger That's bombs yes. were the thing that everybody wanted me to have dozens of. And I just kept oh, like, nope, no. I'm done. Give me cranberry juice, pretend it has vodka in it. I don't care. Just <laughs> no more alcohol. Yeah, that's that's a good way to hate it. <laughs> yeah. Peter, what did you go and grab? Uh, it's um, uh, a liqueur that a guy I know actually distills. Um it's uh it's called Krupnikus. it's a lithuanian uh spiced honey liqueur and it's it sounds kind of similar it's it's really sweet but it's got just tons of different herbs in it and it's very like medicinal and intense flavored it's worth trying yeah i like i like I all like herbal flavored liqueurs and um like gin is my go-to like base alcohol for cocktails and stuff um that's mark's fault cindy um <laughs> But yeah, so I imagined Aura being in that family of drinks. Um, so yeah, it's definitely not something you want to just like throw back, but you sort of sit and slowly enjoy, which seems to be, you know, fit very nicely within the Muriam culture that they aren't like super quick to action and they like to just sort of like hang out. So yeah, here you are enjoying your tea party or taking notes by yourself and sipping on your Aura. I will come back and go see Marcia and go, um... One of the other strange ones gave me this to give to you and she'll hand her nine of the 10 coins and then like <laughs> turn away and then reach in for a pouch and go here and then hand the other one last minute. Um, so yeah, just like you did, like uh, when he handed it to you, when you hand this to Marcia, she kind of like looks at all of them and like her ears twitch and her nose twitches and she's like, oh, well that was, wow, they just have this kind of Chinese to throw around, huh? Evidently. No, we don't. We don't throw it around. I just completely fucked up your bar, and I am so sorry about that. <laughs> Lucanus overhearing everything. Um. <laughs> he's just sitting there, like he's obviously feeling miserable, just like sipping on his drink, and just like he he has it. He's sitting with like his knees in his chest, and like hunch over his knees, and yeah. Ryan asked a very important question in the chat, so I felt like I had to uh, elaborate. It's uh, wild bergamot, so it's Monarda fistulosa. That's the one that we have right. in the prairie here that I just really like. Yeah. Yeah. When um, you said when you said it was pinkish, I was in my mind. I was like, the ones I knew, I was like, it's either fistulosa or like maybe Bradburyana. 
and knowing that you came from the prairie, I was like, maybe Fistulosa. I was like, I don't know which. Like, I just, I just really wanted to know. <laughs> Mystery solved. Yep, it's called wild bergamot or Monarda fistulosa. Uh, yeah. So, Marcia, so is it like bergamot, like that bergamot, or is it like like Earl Grey tea? I don't think it's the same. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. No, thing. Yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah, that's that's a. I think it's it's a citrus. Mm-hmm. Um, is the bergamot that that they use for like that the flavor in that tea. Mm-hmm. So the other name is is bee balm, like Cheryl said. It's a little, it is a uh, like winter hardy perennial that comes up and has these really beautiful whorls of flowers. It's a wonderful plant. I have like four species in my yard. I've always loved them. Yeah, anytime, anytime a familiar name pops up like that, it's like either it is related or it just kind of reminded the person who named it of the thing. Well, that's the thing. I feel like the like the flavor in Earl Grey, like it very much reminds me of the plant. So yeah, it makes sense that they would have similar names. Yeah. Uh, so what were we talking? We were talking about money. Yeah. So Marcia kind of leans into you, Tulip, and is like, "They're really weird, but this is nice. Like, I don't know. What do you know they, about them? Where did they come from? What's going on here?" They come from insert the name of the city that was I overheard earlier. New Seychester. New Seychester, yeah. which I guess is down the river and it's a, you get there by a boat and then the river is gross. I don't, I don't understand it. They just help me fight ugly goblins, not orcs. Goblins? Orcs. Mm, interesting. Hmm. But they, they're really nice and they helped heal me when I got hurt. So, and they didn't kill the pop bugs. Oh, well, then I guess they sound like winners all around. Uh, we haven't had exactly. strangers, exciting strangers, nice strangers, rich strangers here in a, like, <laughs> as long as I've been around. This is, wow. All right. Well, Placus and Apius don't like them. They're boring. Right? They just like Plac- things to be the same all the time. Well, that's boring. I think you should just like go and gossip with them. And maybe you've heard from somebody that's been here before about the river. They want to know more about the river. Well, I don't really know much about the river, but I'll certainly go and talk to them. They are interesting. Okay. So yeah, she sort of, I mean, she's like, she's still working on her other customers, but she comes back around to all of you and asks if you'd like a refill. How did you enjoy the aura so far? Oh, how does this drink make you feel? Like when you say that it tastes medicinal, does that mean that like ginger ale, it makes your stomach like feel less bad or i mean yeah it's not doing anything mechanically for you but like i mean it yeah you know it makes you feel better if for no other reason than because it's a depressant and so is making you not think about how bad you feel quite as hard (laughs) yeah yeah, lucanus gets another refill okay anybody else it was a bit too strong for Kay. I don't think she's had much drinking with her, with her, you know, overprotective mother around. That's so. probably true. <laughs> so she's kind of like the best time uh, to get the drinks. Wait, wait, wait! Are we contributing to the delinquency of a minor in this podcast? Are you really asking that right now? <laughs> yeah, I think canonically K is seventeen, right? She like, is. Yeah. Has been all along. <laughs> there isn't a drinking egg in age in fantasy world. Well, but also yeah. I believe the book says that humans are of age at sixteen. I think. Okay. It's a terrible idea, but good. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she's already killed more than one sentient being, so... She's earned Maybe. a drink. We are going down that. a dark tangent right now, folks. Um... Tulip is 13, so and she's drinking, so there's that. Okay. Yeah, Cedric is definitely going to have another one. Okay. Nadia? I'll have 
have one more. Okay. <laughs> um, so when she brings back these tiny mugs again, she's like, so Tulip's telling me you're from down the river. What is it like down there? I've never been on the river or anywhere outside of the grasslands before. The water's acid. I mean, I think it depends on where down the river you're from, because there's, like, forest, and that's kind of terrifying, and then there's the city, which is kind of terrifying in its own right, now that I think about it. There's a city. Is it is it bigger than Flosagri? How much bigger is it? Uh, <laughs> Kate does not know how to, like, respond tactfully. She's like, uh, well, you know, um, maybe, like, your entire village could possibly fit in a couple buildings maybe it, you know the the buildings don't fall apart when you accidentally run into them oh my goodness <laughs> really uh, is everyone there big like you yeah i mean for the most part i think uh, i'm average height cedric is short whoa i have normal height everyone there is really tall i mean you're tall uh-huh. compared to us yeah i mean uh, yeah i'm normal height you guys are really short Lucan is really tall. It's Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, Nadia is the only one who's a normal height around here. <laughs> I thought you just said you were a normal height, Cedric. Are you lying I... about how small you are? No, I'm four foot two, normal height. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, slightly... A- I'm just going to say average for a dwarf. I don't know what dwarf average actually is, but I'm just going <laughs> to... Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think I'm pretty average for a Murium. Um... I don't know, maybe averages are different? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you guys are like a... Mice? Mice folk? They're very mice. I, I mean, clearly Moradin didn't make you Lucana guys. sounds drunk. I, I don't... Who is this Moradin person? I don't... Oh! Oh, boy. I hate this. Every time he mentions it, the NPC has no idea. And Cheryl's just like, here it comes. <laughs> I just, I, I would just, I'm going to say like, oh, really excited. And so I feel like everyone listening can auto insert long rambling tangent about Morden. I don't need, you don't need me to do that to you. Okay. Um, so she starts to glaze over after a moment of you starting to do that. And is like, okay. Um, <laughs> and she sort of turns to the rest of you and is like, so are you also, um, you're not, are you all the same kind of person and he's just, I, I'm, I'm confused. Are you all, Tulip said that you're different, uh, an elf and a human and a method and a dwarf? I, I don't, is that, is that your job? Is that what you are? I think that's like Miriam's for us. Oh, interesting. So why are you here? I guess something about the river, but the river isn't here. I brought them here to see if somebody knew something because I didn't know anything. Mm. Hmm. But like, but like, why are you looking for information about the river all the way up here? Well, because it was bad, like down by where the city is. And so we followed it up to where it wasn't bad anymore. And then Nadia was awesome and like dove underwater and found that there's like this, I don't know, gunky plume. She can probably explain it better than I can coming the, out of it. The but bad it stuff coming is from coming from underground. Oh. Yeah, there we mm-hmm. go. And so, but the bad stuff is coming from underground that direction. <laughs> I kind of fly up for a second and look and go that way. Oh, that so way. Okay, I was gonna say we—it's not from us. We don't do anything with underground stuff, really. 
Um, so no, I just thought maybe somebody knew something because, well, Appius is old, so I thought he would know. Yeah, but he didn't know. Mm, that's a and then Placus was just a butt, and then I thought maybe you heard something. I haven't. I mean, every once in a while we get people coming through here, but nobody's been talking about the river. It's just normal business, really. I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, when they do come through, I like to have visitors, but, you know, they don't really talk about anything interesting. Like, like I said, Tulip, like, people like things to just be normal, and that's, I, I mean, I like talking to people, but it's not very exciting. You all are very exciting because you're so different. And we broke your bar. Sorry about that. I mean, it'll be okay. It looks all right. We'll probably go up there and, like, actually fix it later, but it's okay for right now. It's not going to rain, I don't think. I hope. I'm going to not say anything and drink some more. (laughs) (laughs) Would you all like any food, or are you good just with the aura? You have any ginger ale? I don't know what that is. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) What's, like, I'll ask for, like, the dish of our like that we always have it's like really boring for us but it would be exciting for somebody else i shall cook you the dish of my people (laughs) whatever that dish may be okay um so she goes not in my notes (laughs) so she goes into the back and she comes out a little while later with uh, a few plates for you all to share of um very nope they're very large (laughs) grasshoppers um covered in some sort of seasoning (gasps) chipotlines chipotle yeah, the Gesundheit. grasshopper. Um, <laughs> Capulines? Capulines, there we go. I should learn how to make those. Say more. <laughs> this is this is a moment for you all to go off on an entomophagy tangent. Oh! <laughs> I, I, know, I know nothing about them other than they're common in Mexico and they're like toasted fried grasshoppers. Yeah. Covered in a thing, and you eat them. I have eaten them once. They usually have like a bunch of spices on them. Um, they're they're roasted um, because some grasshoppers do carry um, parasites, mm-hmm. and they're you know they're also especially bad to like have around chickens. But if you roast them, it's not an issue, and they'll um, cover them with a spice mixture, and they sort of taste like a earthy kind of crunchy tortilla chip it's not i don't know it's its own unique flavor and they are quite good Hmm, nice i'm sorry i didn't do the bell i wasn't sure how much people were gonna have to say it sounds like not a lot so we'll move on without the bell um... i'm kind of shocked that we haven't talked about entomophagy before i mean that's why i was like do that and then everybody was like so should we talk about entomophagy Uh, yeah yeah, the bell there we go there's the bell okay let's talk about eating bugs yeah, so it's common across most of the entire world and essentially got erased out of Western cultures. Insects are an abundant source of protein and fat and um, in modern production can be produced uh, with fewer inputs and more sustainably than producing other sources of protein. And you can either eat, you know, you can consume things directly um, like many other cultures do um like the chapulines or ants like there's dishes where they sprinkle ants on top of things as like just like a crunchy addition um and uh or uh to (laughs) reintroduce western culture back to uh consuming insects in in like north america in the usa you're more likely to see it in the form of powders 
like mealworm powder and cricket powder where they're heavily, heavily milled and processed so that you just have the, the powder remainder that still has the nutritional content, which is, I feel like there's a lot less you can do with the powder. You like put it, you like sprinkle it in things or you can substitute a little bit of normal flour with it in baked goods, but not all of it because it does not have the actual properties of flour. So it's actually a lot better for people to, if we can get past the hub to get used to consuming, you know, whole insects. Um, I imagine we'll have to do some kind of processing. Like I went to, I went to a thing once where they were trying to like introduce people to eating insects. And of course, because it was in the United States, they ended up making it into like a like fear factor sort of thing. And the yeah, like grasshopper burger where they were like, oh, we cut out how much meat we use in these burgers by substituting grasshopper. They use like all the grasshopper parts, including the like, you know, the like tibia of, of the legs, which are covered in like really hard spines on large grasshoppers. So you like couldn't chew through them when you were eating the burger. It was it's like that is not how it should be done. Um, well, there's there's overall so, if we can reintroduce that into our diets. We'd have this much more sustainable source of protein. And there's lots of other like sources yeah. that are being explored too, like black black soldier fly larvae, not not just for human consumption, but for feedstock for animals. So we can have a better source to, to raise the other animals that people are more used to eating. It's just like a really cool area of work. Yeah. So I actually have some issues with um, entomophagy, some of which uh, uh, Ryan already touched on. You know, the the whole adoption thing, I think, is a very significant barrier. And I think it's one that's taken a little bit too casually in my eyes by a lot of the entomophagy people. There is, you know, I think that entomophagy has a lot of potential for repurposing waste streams especially from breweries and stuff like that and you know getting it to you know raising say mealworms to feed to you know animals for a bigger source of protein or like even something like fish i see a lot of people getting really excited over very frankly stupid things in entomophagy um like anytime there's a video of a, a cockroach farm at people get really excited about that but the problem with that is that cockroaches are extremely allergenic and if we start eating them in any appreciable amount it might cause a lot of you know there might be a lot of cases of anaphylaxis and it will because of that it'll you know really create problems for the reputation of insects as food i want to say um because you brought up anaphylaxis for anybody listening who doesn't know what that means we're talking about allergic reactions mm-hmm. um so one of the big like red flag warnings um that comes with eating insects is is that you could be allergic to it right is i mean with any new food that you're trying there's a potential for allergies and there does seem to be a little bit of crossover between people that have shellfish allergies and people that have insect allergies. So if you are somebody who eats, you know, shrimp and has a bad reaction, you probably shouldn't try insects or you should be very careful when you're trying insects. So um, I, I agree that people who have shellfish allergies um, should definitely be careful when eating insects. But I've looked into some of the data for um, cross like cross allergies and. I am not personally convinced that it's a significant problem. I, I think that the evidence for that is a lot weaker than people than people give the impression it is. 
So uh, you're saying that allergies to insects is not a significant problem? Yeah, because the way the allergies work, you know, there are some proteins that can cross-react with the antibodies. And if the thing that you are allergic to is chitin itself, there could be like cross allergies between insects and, and shellfish and mushrooms and, you know, stuff like that. But the stuff that I've actually read on this topic seems to imply, at least to me, that the allergens are different enough as to where you're likely not going to be allergic to both insects and shellfish. Although, again, you know, it's very highly dependent and this is not medical advice. <laughs> allergies are weird I but think we i was leave it at that. so like with with the cockroach thing i was thinking more like so there's this protein called blag1 which is like one of the most allergenic proteins known to man and it's a part of the cockroach digestive system i'm not going to get too much into the functionality of this protein but like in inner city apartment complexes there is a very strong relationship between cockroaches and asthma because of this protein. And that's why I said that, you know, adopting cockroaches as like a widespread insect in our food source would probably be a major public health problem because of that one protein that is just, for whatever reason, really easy for humans to become allergic to. Um, it looks like Nancy wanted to contribute a hashtag Ecuador moment. <laughs> <laughs> Ecuador. So we actually eat insects in Ecuador. There's a couple different cultures that do so uh, in the Andean region, um, which would be the like indigenous people from the Andean region, which are culturally distinct from the cultures that were found on the coast and the cultures that are still found and were found in the Amazon. So in the Otavalo region, it's really common to eat a thing called katsos. They're actually scarab beetles. They're rain beetles. And actually right now is their season. No. And they come out of the ground as the adult beetles and they take the wings and the legs off and then kind of like fry them in bacon grease. Mm. And then serve, it's street food and like and serve them with, uh, it's called tostados. It's corn that's been like, you know, toasted corn. So they, they serve it with the toasted corn. You just like walk up to a little street vendor later. She's like scoop of, scoop of katsos scoop of toasted corn, a little salt if you want it, a little bit of hot sauce if you want it, and you just like walk down the street for a dollar and eat it. Wow, uh, <laughs> that sounds really good, actually. And what it's really, it taste like? Like bacon grease seasoning that they used. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever that little lady's spices of the day are. Um, but it's really interesting because there's two types the white ones and the brown ones. And I don't think they're different species. I think the white ones are, are just the ones that haven't sclerotinized yet. So they're like softer because even like the body itself will be softer, even though they take the wings off and all that. But it's like a big cultural thing because they are only from about October to maybe around January and November and December is their big season. They come out in the rainy season. I think they're a type of rain beetle, um, but they're definitely a type of like generic boring brown scarab that comes out of the ground. And they only come out in the really early morning. So it's like one of the things the families do is they get up really early in the morning and they'll go to the mountains and they'll collect the scarabs and come back and like, you know, grandma will cook them on the side of the street. Wow. So it's really interesting. It's really, really cool. Um, and if you go to any of the, like any of the national parks, even the park next to my apartment, like they pop out of the ground easy. Like, you just like everyone asks me when they come visit me, they're like, What are these holes in the ground? I'm like, Oh, these are from these like rain beetles and they're typically eaten in these areas and like yeah. How so that's big one are example that's beetles? really cool. 
They're like they're like regular one inch scarab brown beetles. Okay. I'm going back to Quito later today or tomorrow morning, so I will take a picture of there. It happens to be by my apartment. Nice. That makes me think of um a hard versus soft shell crab. Um, that there's like the non. Yeah. No. Exactly. And then, well, so I there's the thinking... chantacuros, which are the, the palm weevils, which are really common. You can buy mm. them, like, you know, five on a stick in any of the Amazon regions. But there's, in Cuyobeno, which is all the way to the north, there's this one little community that we visited, and they rear a different kind of palm weevil that lives inside coconuts. And you have to eat them raw. Like, you have to eat them alive. And so when I was there with a bunch of entomologists, like the village leader, like, you know, with her like 80 year old woman with a machete is just hacking open coconuts and like handing us beetle larvae. And she was so happy because the group of entomologists were all like, yeah, oh, hell yeah, we're going to eat that. We all ate them. And she had like the biggest smile on her face because I imagine she gets a lot of gringos who don't want to eat them. Um, but it tastes like a coconut gusher. It's still alive, right? It still, wow. it still has the alive texture. And you no. chop down it, it literally just tastes like coconut gusher. I mean, it was, it was really good. I think it was actually one of my the insects that I've enjoyed eating. No, Nancy, are, are these the invasive, um, the ones that are causing all the problems in California, the same species? No, I no. saw a whole talk on those. Those ones are from the Philippines. Yeah, and but I know that the they same, were... Sorry. It's like the same kind of group i believe i mean they look very similar the adults look very very similar mm-hmm. so i'm guessing it's the same genus or something something like that but yeah, yeah. they're ch- called chantacurros yeah and my, my and chanta my, is like the type of palm that they eat my, my understanding is that the uh, uh philippine ones were brought over to the u.s for specifically for food um then they just really yeah. escaped yeah so i have to ask yeah. why do no. they have to be eaten raw slash alive yeah, apparently if you cook them, they lose the flavor and they taste bad. I asked that question. Huh. Hmm. Um, and the, and so the, the guy who I've been with, he's like, I tried cooking them and they taste like shit. Oh. <laughs> he's like, you just don't, for whatever reason, you just don't cook them. I don't know. They, they just taste bad. They like lose whatever flavor. Yeah. Hmm. It's really interesting as well because the coconut it, that they eat isn't isn't like a coconut that's eaten by humans. Everyone's like, I was like, do we eat the coconuts? And everyone's like, it's you don't cook the weevil, the weevil larva, because they taste better to cook them. But somehow, like, this un, not human-eaten coconut, once it passes, like, there's a system of weevil as you eat it is, like, good. But in all other forms, it is not. Weird. <laughs> now, does, does the Weird. coconut but interestingly, taste bad? I didn't try and eat it. I was told not to, like, we don't eat that one. So I was like, all right. Okay. Well, I was, I was just wondering because, um, you know, it, it could be a case of uh, an insect detoxifying a plant and making it edible um, usable as a food stock um, which is hypothetically possible I mean that might that certainly might be yeah and it's really interesting because a lot of people on the coast don't have the culture of eating insects and it's because a lot to do with like their the history of the coast where like that's where a lot of the African slave ships crashed and so there's a heavy African influence on that side and for whatever reason um throughout that history the insect eating has been lost on the coast if it ever hmm. existed i'm assuming it did exist because there's like the coast at least in the jungly parts of the coast have giant insects so it's kind of interesting but no one eats insects on the coast too much 
Well, that's kind of where I wanted to circle back around to this. And I like that Ryan brought it up in the beginning that like, yeah, entomophagy was a part of the history of our species for a long time. And then it has sort of fallen out of favor in certain cultures. Um, And I wanted to like, this is a culture that for a variety of reasons, the Murium do eat insects. And I thought it would be nice to sort of wrap this up by talking about first why entomophagy may have been lost from some human cultures, but then also how all of you are reacting in character to this. So I actually wrote a post about this. I interviewed Julie Lesnick, who is a, she's an anthropologist, but studied ancient humans. I forget the word for that now. But she was specifically looking at the history of entomophagy among early humans. And I did an interview podcast episode with her when I was still in grad school. And basically her take on it was that when like it just made sense to eat insects in Africa, right? Because like that's where we all originated. But big bugs, easy protein, termites, easy protein. And then as we diversified and moved out, like it was still mainly kept in the warmer climates of Asia. And then through Europe, there weren't any bugs to eat in the middle of winter, and the bugs that were there in summer were relatively small, so it was lost. And then as it came through North America, it was, it was just lost. And then through South America, because we think that's how the, the pattern of human migration went, it was readopted in South America. But that was, that was right. Anyway, that's, we can link that somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really cool episode with her. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was kind of my impression too. Um, so yeah, to bring this back to the characters right before we stop and take a bio break, um, what do you all do when you see a plate of spiced grasshoppers in front of you? I want. Can I can I jump in with one last thing? Oh yes, please do. No, I just wanted to comment on the palm weevils. Um, since I care for a giant room collection of palms from around the world. Even though I am in Pennsylvania, I have to care about pests of palms and where we are sourcing new palms from. And there actually is, um, so yeah, the the palm weevil that was brought over from like the Philippines is a problem in like Florida in the Southeast. And there is the South American palm weevil is a problem in California. So we have to worry about that from palms coming from California. And then we have like, then we and then we have native things like the palmetto uh, weevil that is normally in the south and only really attacks our native palm trees down there, like the saw palmetto, when they're already like stressed and dying. So there's in different places, there's like complexes of native and non-native species and all these kinds of things that I somehow have to worry about in a place where it becomes negative 10 in the middle of the winter and I have to worry about palm trees. So (laughs) (laughs) just put them all outside, right? Yeah, okay, so, oh, I guess Fletcher does not see the plates of grasshoppers in, unless you've wandered over here to the tavern. Um, but Cedric, Kay, Lucanus, um, Nadia, I, I guess maybe I'd like to hear from you first, actually. Have you been eating bugs in the Nub Poob Zoof? Is this odd for I you? feel like I probably have been. Okay, yeah. So this doesn't <laughs> so feel this strange is probably to probably no big deal. Okay. It's like, oh, this is an interesting new flavor with the spicing on these. Um, but yeah, how about the three of you outlanders? I think we've hey, established... I'm looking at Cedric, because like, if Cedric eats rats, he must be eating these as well. I feel like we've established that Cedric is an adventurous eater, <laughs> although maybe maybe with limited experience. So he is going to tear into these. Okay, yeah. Lucanus has eaten insects uh, uh, for just sheer survival before, because, you know, the 
typical war-torn home linden, everything like that. And he would probably associate these more with that. But also, he's just not really feeling good at the moment. So, uh, yeah, he's he's just sort of viewing them as like hangover food <laughs> and okay. hoping that that makes him feel better. Okay. And K? Uh, K, like, uh, is it like the whole grasshopper, like, oh, head, yeah. legs, yep. wing? Mm-hmm. With the tiny little hey, apple in its mandibles. No. You're also I seeing like... Cedric and Nadia just dive in, no, no pause. Yeah. No problem. Ripping yeah, like, legs <laughs> off. And I mean, so she, like, delicately, so she, she's, like, delicately, like, kind of pulling off the legs and is, like, looking around. And, like, when no one's looking, tries to, like, break the head off and, like, like throw it on the ground. <laughs> and, like, and it's, like, opening up the wings is kind of, like... When, uh, and then it's kind of, like... When Kay breaks the head <laughs> off, she's, like, oh, thanks, that's my favorite part. And, <laughs> and, and then, she's kind of, like... <laughs> like a very <laughs> tiny corn on the cob, is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Like, it... She's like, that kind of awkward like trying to like lick me. some of the spicing off without actually yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after realizing that she couldn't just like throw it on the ground and no one would know that she just like she, like everyone's kind of distracted, she just like puts the whole thing in her mouth and just swallows it whole. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hey. Sit with a drink. <laughs> Uh, well, since, <laughs> since we've been discussing snacks and drinks and such, uh, now seems like a good time for a halfway bio break. So take about 10 minutes, go refill your drinks and snacks, and we will do the same. Um, and we'll see you back here soon. Thanks, everyone. Well, hi, we're back. Wow, that was quite the face, Peter. <laughs> it's my only one, all right? I, yep. Mm-hmm, and yep. what a face it is. <laughs> we are back. The other cat is on screen now. Um, everybody got some non-insect snacks. I think they're all, I'm assuming they're all non-insect. The ones I can see are not insects. So we got some non-insect snacks. Uh, but yeah, so the, I hope you enjoyed our quick talk about entomophagy. Um, but to get back into the action, you all are hanging out in the Mariam village of Flosagri, uh, enjoying some aura liquor. Fletcher is off by himself, slowly drinking and taking notes and having a beautiful mind moment. The rest of you are at Marcia's Inn slash Tavern, um, having snacks and drinks. And you're still hanging out with Tulip. And scene. This is my favorite dish ever. What do you guys think? You like it? Yeah, is it is it good? What does it, it taste is like? good. Yeah, I mean, they're like... Kind of like lightly spicy, not super spicy, but lightly spicy and like fire roasted. And yeah, they're kind of meaty and kind of fatty. And yeah, they're they're different, but good. This is great. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm super into this. Yeah. What did what did you say these are called? Do they have a name? I didn't I didn't make up a name. You can make something up if you feel like it. Insert name here. <laughs> <laughs> Insert name here? Yes. I, it's a very long name. <laughs> Well, if the other ones were pop bugs, these are jump bugs, right? Because <laughs> we call them jump bugs. I feel, you know, what? I just want that guy from Community to jump up and be like, "Pop, pop!" No, okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I, yeah. Have Have we seen these? 
this species of grasshopper in the grasslands since we've been traveling they're rather large so yeah they're they're remarkable enough that you probably noticed them jumping through the grass as you walked you know how you sort of like as you walk through tall grass you create that like wave of bugs fleeing before you like yeah you've definitely seen them i am so gonna catch these oh wait how do you guys catch these it's like a like a spear thing or like a arrow thing i think they catch them with a net uh, I don't know, though. I've never caught them. I think the traditional Native American way to catch these is, like, drive them into a giant net. Like a kick they net do for the, catching like, the, like, a... flanking, like, driving things. I thought it I was, like, the land version of shrimp fishing, essentially. <laughs> I know, now, and now I'm trying to remember, because there are several, like, way, traditional ways to catch, like, large amounts of grasshoppers, and I know one of them is, like, burning. Like, you, like... You, you get like a huge net and then you like set the grasslands on fire and you like catch everything that flies into the net. That sounds yeah. like a real bad idea. <laughs> we need to, we all uh, need to no. head up CV Riley and ask his advice. Native Americans know how to do a control burn. They, yeah, they know how to handle things a lot better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically uh. how a lot of the, most of the grasslands in North America and even some of the forests um, are the way they are is because of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I totally we... didn't do my master's on that or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like hopefully... They, they know what they're doing. Hopefully at, at some point we can talk about the Rocky Mountain locusts. What What about now? Oh, so the or Rocky the current, Mountain... Or the current locusts in Africa. I, I feel like we talked yeah. about that already. Yeah. I don't so think the, we did. The Rocky Mountain locust um, is a supposedly extinct locust that was... In North America, and there's swarms on record that stretch from Mexico to Canada. Like, they are the largest single species that's ever been recorded. They're just this massive, massive thing. And then um, uh, they, they're kind of like the passenger pigeon. They were wiped out. And, you know, maybe there's some remnant, you know, some small remnant populations. But um, in less than, like, in the span of, like, 20 to 50 years or something like that, they went from you know, creating these massive continent-wide swarms to being extinct um, because of human activity. But not because they were being hunted for food, I take it. I mean, displaced because of food, but not because we were eating them. Because of farming, moving yeah. across the, the plains, right? Yeah. So we were displacing native prairies and replacing them with tilled earth, which is displacing the uh, grasshoppers yeah. and causing them to swarm, right? Yeah. Like, colonial human activity yeah (laughs) not human activity yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so apparently there are different practices in different native american tribes some basically circled an area you know the traditional practice is to circle an area and drive them inwards and have a net or a pit in the center of your like ring that they all end up in which seems like a really solid idea to me it's like a human created pitfall trap. Yes. I mean, you're forcing them in to go in. Like, that's that's so smart. Right? <laughs> that, it also that's makes so me think smart. of uh, bubble nets and how um, cetaceans hunt fish by blowing bubbles yeah. and corralling the fish into a smaller and smaller bait. Concentrating. Ball. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Convergent evolution of hunting strategies. Um, if it works. Yeah. We are just land whales. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's what? the, the what? title of the episode. <laughs> that was. <laughs> we are just wow. land whales. <laughs> You've got an elf walks into a bar. We are just land whales. We've got lots of good. <laughs> I argue that he did not walk into the bar. Um, 
tripped into no, a bar. No, he collapsed <laughs> into the bar. Yes. He somersaulted. No, I like uh, uh, Eric kind of Early's um, he Kool-Aid man into the bar. Yeah. <laughs> As he <laughs> sort of goes through the wall, he's like, oh, yeah. So what else would you like to do? Would you like to do anything else while you're here? Would you like to do anything anywhere else in town? Well, you said you wanted to go to the apothecary, right? To see if they had anything to help your stomach issues. Yes, we need to we need to go and do some diagnostics. Okay. Um so are you're finishing up here and then you want to go to the apothecary? Yep. Okay. Um so Tulip leads you to um a smaller building, but it's on this sort of like like there's a loose organization to how these buildings are set up and this looks like it's on sort of like the thoroughfare like where the inn tavern is. It's sort of, you know, another business building. Are you, how, how are you? I feel like every door I'm like, so you're at the door now. What? <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am not going to try to go in. I'm just like, Hey, could you go in for me? Because the last time I tried to go into a building didn't go too well. I assume the apothecary is more like a store. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to open the door and be like, Batusia, I have a customer for you potentially. Oh, hi, Tulip. How are you today? You have customers for me? Why can't they just come in themselves? Who is it? They're very big, so they don't fit. They're very big? Who are they? Where did you find big people? In the... (laughs) Where did you find big people? (laughs) In the flowers. Love that. They were just out in the fields? In the flower patch! (laughs) (laughs) Cabbage patch dolls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's the title of the episode, Cabbage Patch PCs. <laughs> <laughs> they just uh, appeared out of the plane, so I brought them here. And long story short, I'll tell you later. I've told this story like three times today. But um, <laughs> four times, actually. The One of them is his stomach hurts, and I was hoping you had something that might be able to help him. Oh, sure. Maybe. I mean, let's go see. Um, So she ducks, you know, sort of, you know, she's how she is. Um, So she ducks out the door. Um, and into the sunlight where you all are. Um, so you see another mouse folk. This one is a little older, older than the innkeeper. Um, she's wearing a faded pink dress that, uh, those of you who are more keen eyed and paying attention, you might think, is it inside out? Maybe it might be inside out. She might have her dress on inside out. And she sort of (laughs) scoots up in front of all of you and stops rather abruptly and says, well, hi, you are rather big. I'm glad she didn't try to bring you inside. Hi, I'm Batusia. Which one of you is sick? How can I help? Mm. A point to Lucy. To Lucanus? The tall one. Oh, oh, my goodness. You're very tall. Oh, my goodness. Well, what's wrong with you? Is it that you're very tall? Do you need to be smaller? I feel like you're all very large, rather freakishly so. You also don't have very much fur. I feel like that could be a problem. Do you need more fur? Are you cold? I love her so much. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, so let's put a pin in that making things smaller thing. I want to talk about that later. No, I just, I don't have a lot of energy. What? Nothing. Oh, keep Uh, going. (laughs) I don't have a lot of energy. Uh, I'm clumsy and... Honestly, I feel like my stomach is trying to rip itself out of me. Sounds oh. like you just turned 35. <laughs> I have not had that privilege yet. Oh, goodness. Well, that doesn't sound good at all. Can you... I? It's going to be a little difficult for me to diagnose you all the way up there. Is there a chance you could, like, maybe, you know, come down here so that I can, like, look at you a little better? You can make people smaller? Can you make people bigger? I mean, it depends. 
It takes a little bit of work, but yes. Well, while they're while they're saying this, Lucana's just sort of like Lucana's just sort of like fetal positions onto a side. (laughs) Oh well, that's uh, well, that's rather pathetic. But okay, I can deal with this. (laughs) 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 She sort of like you know rolls up the sleeves or pushes up the sleeves on her dress and comes over to you and starts looking you over. She like she's definitely like manhandling you. She's just like you know pulling your eyes open and like looking up your nose and she like opens your mouth and she gets to your ears and is like, ah, you've got pointy ears. Are you a fae? Uh, for now, no. What do you mean for now, no? You either I, are a fae or you're not a fae. I am, you sure I am look like not. A I not am fae. not. But you've also, and she's like pointing at Nadia, like, but you've also got this person with you. Are you, where did you all come from? What is going on here? Uh, We're from down the river a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, I'm still eating grasshoppers and drinking <laughs> small amounts of nectar wine. Oh, you didn't Fletcher's... come to the apothecary. Okay. Nah. Okay. Fletcher's missing out on all the fun Malice is writing in his book. <laughs> <laughs> he probably liked Batusia. Okay. How do you end up being the one feeling like the responsible adult chaperone? I know, I like it. <laughs> the person who described herself as a tiny agent of chaos is in charge, and it's just making me very happy. <laughs> okay, well, you're not a fae, huh? Um, hmm. Well? They called himself an elf. An elf. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, so your eyes and your ears and your nose and your mouth seem okay. You do seem a little under the weather, but I can't, like, put my finger on exactly why. Did anything, like, weird happen to you recently? Or, like, have you licked anything you shouldn't have? Uh, (laughs) not recently on that second one. I just woke up feeling like this. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you're not from here, maybe you'd, like, I don't know. Maybe you got sick from being someplace you're not supposed to be. No, that doesn't happen. I've already been a lot of places I'm not supposed to be. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Nothing weird has happened to you. You haven't licked anything you shouldn't. You don't get sick from being places you shouldn't be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he should lick something that he shouldn't, and then that'll counteract the sickness. Oh, that's a unique perspective. Maybe you should train to become an apothecary, Tulia. <laughs> that's... Sure. Maybe one. I like that experimental spirit. Um, I don't know. What sort of thing would you suggest he like to try to counteract this? You don't feel well, huh? <laughs> Random no, flowers. I don't. <laughs> Maybe we should try shrinking him and see if that makes it better. I don't know if that would make him feel less good. It would make him be able to come inside, maybe. I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to work on it to make him small enough to fit inside the building. But I don't know that like making him smaller would actually make him feel less sick. Um, I mean, I certainly like being this size. I don't know what it's like to be that big, but uh, it could be a lot of fun. I don't have any of that prepared right now. So um, what I do have is uh, I have some potions that would cure wounds, but you don't appear to be wounded per se. No, not not physically. Emotionally, though. Whew. I that is not my area of expertise. But um, <laughs> we gotta go back to Marcia. Yeah, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, yeah, I have potions available. Um, some of them are for curing wounds, and some of them are sort of more um. You know, they they do other things, but none of them. I don't. I don't know. I don't really no. have anything that, like, like I said, you don't have any sort of d- discernible symptoms that like would tell me it's something specific. You haven't been uh, bitten or stung by anything. 
Uh, part of your uh, character, can you remind me where this started? This was at the the Noel camp by the bad spot in the river, right? Um, it was so you guys, um, so you traveled from the Noel camp that you were at with Barika to mm-hmm. the abandoned Noel camp, and you hung out mm-hmm. there and you did some science and you left there because you didn't want to camp there overnight because it gave you the heebie-jeebies. So you started north and you made camp, and then when you woke up the next morning, that's when Lucana started feeling bad. Oh, that's right. We we had already started moving away from the river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry you don't feel well. I could give you something that would just, like, you know, make you feel less pain for a little while or, you know, but I, I don't think it's going to fix it. Hmm. I don't know. Nadia, what do you think? I, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a level one druid. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> I got in six. I know nothing. <laughs> um, do, um, did uh, I see? You just woke up feeling bad, right? Yeah. Should we like call Cedric over here or something? Did you sort see of... what? To he might know. Did I see Cedric touch him and and feel better? Yeah. Cedric did something earlier that made you feel better. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't understand magic. <laughs> I'm upset I, I at you guys right now. <laughs> you guys I, yeah, are literally the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's go get let's go get Cedric and talk to him. boys. <laughs> this is my party too. Don't worry. About yeah. It. <laughs> hey, last last week it was Jupiter's moons that got us silly. This week it's healing. Apparently, <laughs> do that, Master Miyagi magic touch. I mean, good touch. I mean, as yeah. long as you don't, Peter. As long as you don't ask me to role play a prostate exam. That's oh, literally what was happening in the chat. <laughs> yep, yep, I saw that. <laughs> oh, I was gonna be really surprised if you just came. <laughs> <with that. laughs> well, he's he's just sitting there like rubbing his hands, like, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see what's wrong with him, and it's like, hey, warm I, hands are an important part of it. I agree. Just. At this point, how much of the flower liqueur, whose name I can't ever seem to remember? Aura. 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 Yeah. How much of the aura have I drunk? Enough that you probably need a constitution save. Or a, uh, a fortitude save, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Our doctor's drunk. <laughs> hey, I'm not on call right now. I burned <laughs> all of my spell slots. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Fixing the hole in the roof. Mm-hmm. That's a good use for it. That's a... Uh, an 11. 11. You're in that kind of, like, good spot where you can't, like, hold on to a thought for too long. You're just feeling good. Just hanging out, watching <laughs> Right in that making really good, really, just really good decisions and, like, things seem like really good ideas yeah. all the time. Yep. Yeah, you feel, like, super in the zone right now. Yeah, yeah I've really got like several, several really good business ideas, you mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A whole new marketing strategy for your evangelism. Uh, so yeah, are you folks going to get Cedric? Is that what's happening here, or are you just waiting for him yeah, to find you? I think you? at this point I would. I think at this point I would go looking for Cedric. Yeah, we need Cedric. Okay, okay. Um, so you go and get Cedric and leave. Are you bringing Batusia with you, or are you just sort of like leaving her by her apothecary? I want to bring her with me because she amuses me so much. Okay, um, so she toddles along with all of you. <laughs> there's another one I want you to meet. He's really cool. Actually, there's there two are I want more. You to meet. 
there's two more. Oh my goodness. You had Wait, quite an all... adventure this morning, didn't you? Did Kay come with us? If not, there's three more. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm following you guys. Okay. I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> I feel Look. like I'm pop committed at this point. <laughs> I really like the shinies on your cheeks, by the way. I don't think I told you that before, but they're very nice. Oh, thank you. That's what I said. I would love to give you some, but uh, it's my skin, so I can't. <gasps> it just grows like that? How exciting. It, it just grows like that. All of the boys must really it. like you. <laughs> uh, I, I feel- mean... I feel like they haven't commented on it. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like what, Joe? Oh, I said I feel like we could get into morbid territory here really quick. You know, if they're into preserving leather. That's not really a thing they do as much, but you know. No. (laughs) There was a conversation last time about how she couldn't take it off and how Cedric thought it was makeup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now she feels like more and more self-conscious about it. She's like, I. She's like. I feel like I need to have a follow-up to that statement, like, grows in my skin. I mean, you could just say thanks. <laughs> just, like, cut it in. It's feeling awkward. It's, there's been a lot going on today. <laughs> a lot of Completely awkward. Fair. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Um. so you make it back to the inn uh, tavern thing with uh, Batusia in tow, and you see Cedric still sitting on the ground at your little uh, alfresco table. Alfresco. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the whole tavern was almost alfresco, but Cedric fixed that. Um. <laughs> hey, guys, you're back! And Fletcher slammed his book shut and actually walked <laughs> over to where uh, all of that was going on. So he's he's walking up. Uh, they're all kind of, I guess, sitting like cross-legged or on their knees or laying down at a little table. <laughs> Um, table adjacent i'm all all done with my with my notes for now okay nice uh yeah so goodness (laughs) so the band is all back together and batusia is just looking up at all of you or like over at cedric and like oh my goodness tulip you are going to have to tell me more about this adventure you went on this morning these people are really interesting right okay we try so is only this one sick all the rest of you are not sick or or do you need anything else are any of you hurt What's going on? I feel great. That's good. I don't think anybody's hurt, but unless they need... I'm actually a little hurt, but I just need to know where where your river is. You said there was a a river nearby. We don't have a river that nearby. You you had a stream or something. There's a little stream. You had a body of water nearby. Where you get water? There's also a rain barrel. If you need water, there's a rain barrel. I, I need more. I need more than that. I, I mean, you could actually just like submerge yourself in the rain I, barrel. Man, I just <laughs> Nadia's dignity is above that. Would she? This is one of those moments of like, would she know any better? How big is the rain barrel? I mean, they're rather large because like this is how they get most of their water. So like, it's probably big enough for you to take a bath in. Would I you be their... okay if I sat in it for a little while? You want to what now? To sit in the water. I need to be in the water. Oh, you mean you, like you want to take better. a bath? <sighs> yeah. They just bring I out guess. like a giant bird bath. Yeah, if you ask Marcia, I'm sure she could draw up a bath for you. That's a thing that the inn does. Oh, oh, oh okay. I just need to. I just need and to you sit can, in water for a little while. And you could fit in the door, so it's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll take you. <laughs> okay, so now I'm curious about this. Like, oh, obviously. Cool. Nadia is like a a person who has spent 
a lot of time in water. But like, have you actually had a bath before? Like, you are a creature Ooh, of the water. This is gonna right? look real weird. This is gonna be very strange. <laughs> You're just gonna be like standing in the bath. Out of character. Like, what do this I is do? gonna be weird, huh? <laughs> you just hold the water in this thing. Yeah, it just like there, there's a tub right there with some water in it. There's a washcloth and oh. some soap. Do a little scrubby dub. Uh, I don't need all that. I just need the water. Uh, and I just okay. sit in the water for a little bit and heal up. That's seven points. <laughs> Marcia leans over to Tulip and is like, I know they're your friends, but like, what is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> water makes me feel better. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, on the outside. <laughs> okay, so she went to take a bath. Uh, he feels sick. Everybody else is okay. You said you feel great. Oh, yeah, I do. I feel good. And uh, he's fine. I healed him earlier. Oh, you did? Oh, you can also mm-hmm. heal? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, like... Lucanus just cast some side-eye at Cedric, like... Hey, you said you felt better. Good. We had all I, I felt, I felt, I felt a little better, but I feel like shit now, so... Hmm. I mean, what you did, what you did helped. I just... I... I, I think I'm going to need more or a potion or he just sort of like dry heaves a little bit. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, I'm tapped for the day, man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you have something you would like to add? Uh, yeah. Sorry. I could try again tomorrow. Um, but for, for now, I, I kind of can't do really do anything else. Um, have you tried just like, I don't know, taking a nap sometimes, sometimes if you just like try taking a shit, you know, if you got a really bad stomach, you know, thing that'll help. Hmm. Yeah. I, 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 it works. <laughs> don't give I me that look, Ryan. I am sure it works. I just. We'll just say that I have tried it. Um, I wonder what elf poops would look like. Oh, God. They um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I feel like I feel very responsible we, we for don't, that. We don't, need, we don't need to become a scat-based. Yeah. <laughs> They're <sorry>. square. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, you're a, yeah, you're a wombat. Wombat. Oh, <laughs> little cubes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a marsupial. Is it just inside that? Poops little d6s. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, the body posturing the one with that was really prima. <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking more of like perfect d20s, but. Yeah, I don't, we'll, what we'll shape would your intestines have to be to the make that happen? The sphincter that that would <laughs> require <laughs> would, would be insane. <laughs> You'd have like a Play-Doh extruder. <laughs> <of> a <bubble. laughs> That's the new episode title. <laughs> yes, that is the new episode title. Play-Doh extruder butthole. Oh, it was been a good run. At least we made it to a thousand downloads before this happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
Yeah, I don't even know how to say this. I think that's the end of the episode. Good night, everyone. Fascinated by the soap? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you are. Oh, it makes bubbles. Yeah. How long does it take before Nadia tries to put the soap in her mouth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so actually, here here's a question. Would yes. soap hurt a water method? Well, like, soap doesn't hurt water. It doesn't hurt water, but it does hurt a lot of water-based critters, like amphibians and all of that, because of the way that their skin is. Hmm. It, would, mean, de- it would depend a lot on her physiology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and guess they're like fish scale. Well, you're kind of fish scaly, fish skinny, but also kind of amphibious because, like, the elemental plane of water is all water, so you are either breathing through gills or through your skin, and they don't really specify. So I guess now is the time to decide. (laughs) I had sort of assumed gills. Okay, cool. Just because everything else is so, like, fishy. So then maybe it doesn't hurt her skin, but yeah. Yeah. But it certainly would not be great if she ate it. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't be able to blow bubbles out of your That's true. That's just soap in general. That's just soap in general. Nadia has not survived on her own in a jungle for this long by just eating things. (laughs) (laughs) I was not poison herself. She is. She is not Cedric and Lucanus. Not that high, but still. Nadia knows a lot more than Cedric. Yeah. Not a high bar, but but she's there. Yeah, I saw that face when I asked if he had licked anything he shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's why i said not today (laughs) not recently Mm -hmm. okay so is the one high set i do (laughs) and i since lucanus is back over here and he claims that he wasn't healed by my lesser restoration spell which Uh is like a second third level spell it's way high for me can i give him like a look over and see if like i have any idea of why he's still feeling bad? Sure. Does he ha- have any obvious, like, marks or anything like that? Give me... Um, okay, so are you are you trying to, like, do, like, a heal check and, like, understand his symptoms? Or are you trying to do, like, a search check to, like, look at his body for marks, like you just said? Like, which... Like, how are you approaching this? Yeah, I think I want to, like, look at his body for, like... I'm gonna just gonna say, like, symptom... Like, I... I'm less I'm less concerned with like how he's feeling and more concerned about why he's feeling it. Okay. So like it's it's more like does he have, you know, marks or a rash or discoloration? Okay. Um first you probably need to ask for consent and then after that you can give me a search check if he consents. Lucana signs the HIPAA form. <laughs> very 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 modern western medicine though. Like mm-hmm. what are your symptoms? I don't give a shit about what you have to say about yeah, how you yeah, feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z- right. I know you already googled all your symptoms. I don't care what you have to say about that. I suppose you can <laughs> I care what the patient has. It, to yeah, say. I am a medical professional. It wasn't medical consent. I meant like you have to have him consent to you like investigating his body including like places that might be hidden by his like cuz he most of him is clothed. Um so okay. I suppose you could either ask for consent or give me a grapple check. I'm just gonna like be like, okay, okay, Lucanus, uh, up, oh, robe off, yeah, yeah. and I'm and gonna I'm gonna go with a nonverbal consent. Like if he takes the robe off, then Lucanus in the middle complies. of town. Yep, right Lucanus complies out, with out, all of this. In front of the tavern. Okay, yeah. Lucanus complies. Okay, so he's down to you've got like armor on underneath. Cecia right? came for a show. <laughs> She's Lucanus just Lucanus is a Lucanus is a briefs elf. Well, I I imagine it's there's something in between the briefs and the cape, uh, the cloak, right? Like there was 
there were more layers of clothing. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But Tusia is watching all of this with her head cocked to the side. (laughs) I don't know either. Ryan, you look like you were going to say something. I just wanted to know when Fletcher came up, how drunk was everyone already? What did I like? At what point did I walk into this? Uh, Honestly, right now because they're like like everyone had different amounts of drinks. They're like Lucanus is on the ground. Mm With, like, people looking at him. Cedric's the only one that's, like, actually, like, obviously tipsy. Everybody else is, you know, pretty okay. But, yeah, you you can come up into this whenever you feel like it. (laughs) There's an elf on the ground, a dwarf looking at him, and and (laughs) Baticia looking him over. I just kind of, like, sit down cross-legged, like, by Kay, and I'm like, what, what, what is happening? You are as confused as I am. And I think this has a whole stomach time. ache. <laughs> oh, oh, so this the big man has a tummy ache. That's what this is all about. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, I guess it's been kind of weird all day, but then I don't know. It's we we came well, I joined them later, but then we came to the tavern because um Tulip wanted to give us a drink. And then Lucanus tried to get in the tavern by body slamming it and then broke the roof. So then Cedric had to fix the roof and we're all surprised that it that. worked. I mean, I'm pretty sure New Seychester heard it. So, <laughs> so then we had some food and drink. I didn't really like it that much, to be honest. Um, anyway, but we, we had the that. Drink and was then, good. Yeah, it was a bit strong. Uh, we also ate grasshoppers it looked at me it was weird anyway um and well uh then lucianus was like my tummy hurt so we went and saw this very lovely lady who i've already forgot her name and i'm so sorry but we went to, there's been a lot today and so anyway we did that and then nothing seems wrong with him so then nadia was like oh but cedric touched him that one time and then he felt better so now we're back at cedric kind of like full circle but cedric doesn't seem um on his a game right now and now lucanus is rolling around on the floor half naked and that's about where you walk in <laughs> hi i'm patricia so- Hello. Ah, right, uh, thank so, you. I love you. You are amazing. Oh, that's so sweet. So the, you. so the dwarf and the elf are touching each other. <laughs> and oh, the fingers. <laughs> they yeah, can't figure out. They're handsy, but, but yes. You think they would get a room, but as we can't really fit in any of the rooms here, it kind of makes sense that they're outside. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to cast a quick detect magic to see if I sense anything wrong with Lucanus as like my only contribution to what seems like this mess that is going on. Okay. And I'm just going to kind of sit back. <laughs> honestly, Fletcher, this is all, this is all clinical. There are no sparks flying here. Just like a yourself. detect magic, just like across, like looking like, you know, like focusing in on like, are there traces of magic like actually on or in Lucanus. Okay, do that. Yeah. Are you okay? Yep, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm fine. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so the first step of detect magic is just um, whether or not you feel sense any auras and where they are. Um, yeah. Your 60-foot cone or whatever it is manages to sweep both, like, Lucanus and Cedric, who's, you know, diddling around there at the same time, and you see all of their magic. Just diddling Lucanus. <laughs> 
that was maybe the wrong word. It was definitely the wrong word. Um, <laughs> but like, so you see all of their magic items light up, but like you already knew that those were there. Um, but you don't yeah. see anything that you weren't expecting. Okay. Well, you know, it doesn't seem like anything super magical. Um, it doesn't like a curse or anything. Um, can I do a quick arcana check to see if it's like a symptom I might recognize from some kind of spell? Yeah, do that. Now I have Do You Believe in Magic stuck in my head. It's a 22. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anybody to get this. Um, yeah, so you are thinking about all of the things that have happened to you recently and when the symptoms presented themselves and you're like, huh. Lucanus and I both got bitten by those ghouls. And you're thinking that maybe, like, you feel like you remember something from study that, like, sometimes, you know, certain creatures, whether undead or not, can transmit diseases of one kind or another. Um, think, like, how Komodo dragons poison you when they bite you because of, like, the, all the gunk in their teeth. Um, this is kind of, like, you're getting kind of the same idea that, like, oh, there might be some sort of disease happening because of that bite, maybe. Okay. So, I'm just kind of like, I'm just like kind of sitting back, and I'm like, so, nothing magical going on, but I guess, I guess the rest of you may have sort of missed this, but he got bitten by one of those ghouls, and he probably got some kind of, you know, ghoul-transmitted disease, a GTD, if you will, and <laughs> he, he's probably, he's suffering from something that was present in the undead, uh, so we should probably focus in on that. This is some, like, episode 10 condescending Fletcher shit right here. This is <laughs> Good. <laughs> By the way, uh, Ryan, I just noticed your shirt. I really love it. Thank you. GTDs, huh? Um. <laughs> Ghoul transmitted diseases. <laughs> yeah. So I have not gotten to do a check to see if I, I before I respond to Fletcher, I just want to know whether or not I've noticed anything. Okay. Um. Uh. <laughs> oh right, yeah, you were doing a search check. Did you ever actually roll that? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, don't forget, uh, Qui-Gon Bowers gave you advantage. Well, I guess I get. I guess it was given to your cat, but I'm gonna give it to you because I don't think your cat is playing. Yeah. Um, oh. <clears throat> she left. She's, right? she's got a lot of advantages already. Yeah, <laughs> in her life. Very privileged kitty. Mm -hmm. Um, I just got a thirteen. You just got a thirteen. Yeah. Did you want to use the advantage or not? Oh yes. Right. Yes, I do. Yeah. But, oh. well, the 13 was the better one, I, I guess. I got a 13. Um, I mean, he's got bumps and scrapes and scars all over him because he's Lucanus. Um, <laughs> and, like, you were just in combat today, so you're not entirely sure. But, like, yeah, there are some cuts on him and stuff. All right. As soon as Fletcher says that, then I, like, I'm, I'm like, standing there with my arms crossed, kind of looking at Lucanus. And then Fletcher says that, and I slowly turn around. I'm like, that makes sense, I think. Yeah, yeah, jumping yeah. on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, yeah, sounds pretty good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it. I guess it makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I've never encountered um, those those things that we fought before. Yeah, I know all about them, and you know, it's no big thing. Cool. Oh, is Lucanus cool. gonna be okay? Is he? 
Yeah, is Lucanus going to be okay? As soon as he takes We have to figure out what the specific disease is. I'm not a medical doctor in any way. I just kind of lean back and I'm like, so I'll leave that to you. (laughs) So Batusi is kind of bouncing on her toes and is like, so it is a disease, huh? I've never seen anything like this. You said you were feeling clumsy and sick. Foolish? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do you have any do you have any uh impulse to eat <laughs> flesh? And he like sticks his finger in Lucanus' <laughs> face. Mm, yum yum yum. Yum 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 yum. He he just sort of bats his hand away and uh hmm. Hmm. Do I, I mean, do I know anything about this disease? I mean, I failed my search check, but do um, I? Oh, gosh. Uh, you can choose. I think there are several different, uh, there are several different checks that could be useful here to try to understand this. Um, You choose a skill and explain why you think it's the right one. And I will see if I agree with you. I mean, I think a heal check, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, I think. Can I do a heal check? Fletcher's, like, thinking about if he knows any more about what this might be, not having gone into, like, the depths of medicine. Sure. And if he doesn't know anything, he's just not, not, just not going to say anything. Yeah, there's no, like, knowledge medicine check. Um, So, yeah, I think... Yeah, I was going to do a heal. Yeah, I think heal is fine. Yeah. Okay. So, can we both do heals? Mm-hmm. 17. 14. Mm, like... Yeah, it would make a lot of sense if it's some sort of infection caused by the ghouls, and, like, obviously they're not great, they're undead, so, like, it makes sense that he doesn't feel good, but you you don't, you're not coming up with, like, what exactly this might be. We gotta burn it out of him. <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, Lucanus, we, uh, gotta burn the impurities out of your body, so we're gonna need to put you in a sauna. The heat. And cover him with leeches. <laughs> we don't have any leeches there's no rivers nearby just so unfortunate <laughs> that would really help um well we need a more lentic body of water for leeches versus lodic i mean come on <laughs> right yes the uh-huh yes yes you know i have been to the lotic river and, and you're right about oh you mean every river like will we <laughs> define it uh yeah mm-hmm. yep uh, okay every river um, yeah yeah when i was younger fletcher fletcher should really go into the tent building game because this is some high quality shade yeah <laughs> hey like leans over she's like what does the light dick mean who are you asking <laughs> Fletcher. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I'm like, still, still water. Like a lake or a swamp or something. It's very, very still stagnant water. Ah, oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> Kay, like, takes out her notebook and literally writes it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, Lodic means moving body of water, like a river or stream. She takes it back out. <laughs> she then stars it and then like puts it like numbers her pages while it's all going, puts an index in the back and writes definitions and puts like seventeen. Oh, she Candace. she numbered the pages and put it in an index like a good lab notebook. Wow. Yes. The Candace, the Candace notebook is, is already better than mine. <laughs> she the would is just like... sitting there thinking, fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> She would 
probably have like good documentation skills because she worked in a shop where they had to keep inventory of everything. That's true. Right. Yeah. Your mom and was now probably she's inventorying her knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So do you guys have a um, like a well-insulated house that we could put Lucanus in and then build a fire inside of it to like sweat the disease out of him? Because You think are not I'm roasting me. I'm pretty sure that would also light the house on fire. They're made out of plants. grass. Plants. Everything here is plants. It's all well insulated. Like we we spend all winter under the snow in these grass, you know, rounded um, homes. So they're very well insulated. But no, I don't think setting fire on the inside would be a good idea. Oh, okay. Fun well, we'll fact, just build a fire on the outside. That's how mice survive the winter for realsies. They make little like rounded grass tunnels under the snow. That's how I decided on the Murium houses. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so no fires on the inside. Oh, it's fine. We'll build a fire on the outside. We'll heat up rocks in the fire. Then we'll bring the rocks inside. We'll pour water on the rocks, make steam to sweat the disease out of it. It sounds like a lot of work. I mean, he could, could die. Could we just wait till tomorrow and you do the magic-y thing that you did today? Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know how disease... magic works. <laughs> I mean, I can do it again unless the disease progresses. That's the only concern that I have. If he gets worse, because he seems to be feeling worse now than he felt earlier today. Or well, he's just more whiny. I was going to say, mechanically, he feels <laughs> the same, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But role-playing-wise, Joe is apparently a lot whinier than I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I felt like Lucanus would, would suck it up a little oh! bit. <laughs> Arguments of a character interpretation. Woo! He was more a... moping quietly. Yeah. It is, mm-hmm. it is, a, it is a man cold. Dark, dark brooding <laughs> man cold, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dark, uh, man cold. I'm a man and I'm so... Like, like okay, so we all know, like, let's let's be honest about this. Like, Batman, right? Every time Batman gets a head cold, he just turns into a miserable whiny bitch. All right. I, I think we I'm all agree. Playing, I, <laughs> I'm playing Lucanus like Batman. Um, okay. I just want, did I, in in my Arcana and, and Heal checks, did I, my assumption was that it's like, this is a disease? Yeah. And not a poison? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a disease. It's not a magic effect. It's not like a poison. Yeah. yeah it's it's okay. a disease. Yeah. Okay. Think like um I, I I know I compared it to Komodo dragons before, but that was probably a bad example. This is more like rabies or something like that, right? It's a disease that you can get yeah. from specific creatures. Well, the the um, Komodo dragon, I think that's actually a really good example because it is bacteria, is it not? Well, it is, but it winds up basically you go into like toxic shock, right? Like it, it the effect that it has on your system is more like poison than it is like a disease. Mm. Like it's not like a Komodo dragon yeah. bites you and then you get the flu. It's like a Komodo dragon bites you and then your system shuts down. Yeah, gotcha. Komodo dragons, it, it's it's like an acute effect from the bacteria that they harbor in, in their mouths. So this seems like, yeah, so this is like a protracted thing. I'm gotcha. thinking of all the like, once again, like I put in the chat earlier, I'm replaying Morrowind, so I have all these disease names in my head, and I'm like, oh, it's like, it's rock joint. It's all these like, <laughs> random diseases yeah. you get from everything. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're not, all right. you're not sure quite what it is. So, do you need my help? I'm not sure I've been any help. I'm sorry I haven't been any help. I really wish I could have been. I just, this is very much out of my depth. 
So um, I don't know if we uh, I don't know if we communicated this uh, because I wasn't really paying attention. But did uh, so we fought these like ghoul creatures earlier. They were like undead and they bit Lucanus. Um, have you ever heard of anything like that? Uh, I mean, I know in theory what undead are, but we really try not to get ourselves involved in much of anything around here, especially not bad stuff like that. Um, so yeah, no, I can't say that I've ever had to deal with anything undead related before. Uh, sounds like you all really go on very exciting adventures. You're invited. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I have a shop to run. Put it in a backpack. Bring it with you. Uh, I can't really fit all of my, like, potion making stuff in a backpack. I'm not that strong. Be willing to help. Lucanus isn't that strong right now either, also to offer his help. Hmm. I mean, let's get my constitution scores and dexterity up. You don't have okay. any, like, miscellaneous panaceas or anything like that, do you? I mean, like I said, I could give you, you know, something to dull the pain or, you know, otherwise sedate you, but I don't really have anything that's going to, like, stop whatever <laughs> this thing is, I guess. I don't know. If you have something that'll make him complain less, that'll be great, even if it's just... Making him think that he feels better. I mean, there's stuff that could like put him to sleep. Sounds perfect. I'm fine well, with that. Well, but then then we're gonna have to like drag him around. And I'm... <laughs> we can just leave him here until he gets better. I mean, I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, probably would be bad for the two of us. Okay. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wow, Fletcher is in a mood tonight. <laughs> Very capitalist. We could bring Cedric. We could bring Cedric. He can like hold stuff off for long enough for us to run away. All right. Can go. S- see it how you guys <laughs> Two of the volunteers. <laughs> I'll fight everything off. And then you can run away. It'll be fine. And then I'll catch up. <laughs> I can run really fast. That is true. So, you know, if we had to leave him here. I mean, can he infect us? I mean, just don't let him bite you or anything like that? I mean, I'm concerned that he may want to try and bite us. Does that not seem concerning? I'm not really in a mood to bite anyone. Well, not now, not right now you're not, but haven't you seen the plays in New Seychester where they, like, talk about disease and stuff, and then, like, all of a sudden people are biting each other, and, like, then there's, like, dead stuff, and anyway. Oh, yeah, I I saw a showing of uh, one called The Walking Dead a while back. (laughs) Exactly, right? It was a good one, kind of terrifying, but please, like, what if you actually bite people? Is your skin Uh, still intact? I... I mean, we could bring someone here for me to bite. I, as a diagnostic, I suppose. Batusia starts backing away slowly during this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a really Bye, bad. Batusia. Try to. <laughs> bye. Uh, if you if you decide you need any potions, you know where I'm at. Um. Okay. Bye. All right. Thanks, friend. Bye. bye. It was nice to meet you. Maybe you should get some potions, guys. Remember that one time where we, like, fought a whole bunch of spiders and they almost killed us and we didn't really have anything on hand? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Lucanus, if you don't want to... If you don't want to sweat the disease out, you can try and sleep it off. We'll see how you feel in the morning. I'll be here. All right. All right. Uh, Tulip, is there a place uh, Lucanus can sleep? He doesn't really fit inside the inn. So I, you might want to set a tent up somewhere. I I'm I'm fine right here. 
You're in the way of the front door of the inn, though. Uh, I think I think Marcia will get mad. Uh, Oh, I should have said this earlier. Uh, Lucanus, you can put your clothes back on now. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no one want to see that for any any longer. I mean, some people like scars. Oh, boy. Um... Yeah, so Lucanus kind of gets dressed and, like, flops over on the other side of the inn. Like, around the side. On the outside. Yeah, on the outside. Okay. He's not using he's not using the inn as a pillow. <laughs> okay. So you're just like sprawled on the ground? <laughs> More like fetal position on the ground, but yeah. <clears throat> okay. No sleeping bag, no tent, just As close um, to gutter trash as Flussagri ever gets, I guess. <laughs> I mean he's lived as gutter trash before. He's fine. Okay. Everybody else? I mean, I brought them to all the people I wanted to bring them to. Okay. I'll wander back out. Okay. Nadia! We figured out what's wrong with Lucanus. He's sick. Well, I mean, to clarify, we did already know he was sick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I talked about that, like, the other morning. It's still the same day, but yeah. (laughs) I've lost all time. I know. Like a lifetime. (laughs) I know. I need like not no. only a map but like a, a like timeline of like now you're here. Okay, um, that's why I give you the date every so, every time. In the I, 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 and it's like I try to record the date in my notes, and yeah. sometimes no I, I miss it and don't write it in my in my journal. Um, but like, um, just for funsies, can I after Fletcher describes everything that just got rehashed several times already uh, <laughs> to me? Can I just try either? Like knowledge nature or knowledge local or heal check, see if that's something I've heard of before in the area. You can. Uh, the fact that this was your first time dealing with undead means that, like, and you don't have like a background, like education that would let you know about undead means that this, this is literally just a shot in the dark. Like, have I ever encountered yeah. anyone sick like this yeah. at all? It's going to be a really high CR. I'm just warning you. Yeah, sure. Um, but which one? Yeah, you... I just tell her about it. it's like oh, like related to the undead that mm-hmm. we found in the camp, and but which which skill? Heal is probably the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that can mean one of two things. One. It's a one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's oh amazing. <laughs> We've Only had... roll of the night. Yeah, you're like. I mean, he always looks green, right? Like. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I got nothing cool, are we well. just hanging out for the night sounds like at this point it probably yeah, we'll see how... huh yes what? I say it makes sense oh. I mean we can see how Candace is doing in the morning yeah um yeah at this point it's getting pretty close to like dark time so yeah I will you can have a sleepover more. what was that uh Peter I will drink more. You will drink more. Um, you <laughs> might have to pay some more at this point. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. Um, yeah, Marcia keeps bringing you drinks. Yeah, I think I think I would. I'd probably buy a, a few more drinks as well as food, since I I wasn't really there. I wasn't even thinking about eating during that like lunch episode people had <laughs> over there, since I was busy writing. So I would have bought some food. Would you also like grasshoppers, or would you like something else? I was very intrigued by that ever since Kay mentioned to it, from the, like, 
socio-anthropological aspect. So I think I probably would have ordered that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. More yeah. more grasshoppers. Yeah. <laughs> K- Kaylee shows Tilla really likes the heads. You should try the head. I try all of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Marcia also the Constitution save. No. Yeah, right. Um, Marcia also brings out some bread to help Cedric soak up whatever it is he's having. Um <laughs> But yeah, you all get yourselves sort of comfortably tipsy if you so desire. Um and is there anything else you'd like to talk with Marcia or Tulip about or are you setting camp? What's what's going on now? If we have a little bit of time to kill, I would like to ask Tulip about some of those cool moves she did with her uh, quarterstaff, with her stick. Oh, like this, and then she'll how that how you did that a random move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could show you. I taught myself. Yeah, her, and then you do if you if you move it like this, then you, this happens, and then she'll like do all the movement. That I don't know the explanation out of character. <laughs> but, cool yeah. monk shit. And I would, and I would get out my own like stick that I've been carrying around and sort of learn some of the stuff yeah awesome training montage training montage <laughs> uh this is so that uh cindy feels good about nadia learning how to use her quarter staff for a feat <laughs> finally picked that level one feat only took me five games <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we all level up in our own time um <laughs> uh anybody else doing anything before you do the sleep thing no nope okay um are you setting watches and Tulip, are you sleeping, hanging out with them, or are you going back to your own place to sleep? I want to have a sleepover. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing, so we probably had to, uh, like, set up our camp outside of town. Like, there's no big enough space anywhere for us. Yeah, like, basically, there's a space for you to set up your camp, like, kind of behind the inn tavern. Okay. I have a small question would i be old enough to have my own house or would i still be living with family or something you're a you're an adult right so like yeah you could choose to have your own place or you could live with family if you so desired i guess it depends on saving up for my own place with a particular special someone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i will drunkenly tell everybody about the night (laughs) adorable so yeah, are you are you setting watches in this sleepover camp, or are you just sort of hanging out and trusting to the the Miriam? I, I feel think... like we know what to watch for in terms of orcs, and they and they wouldn't. So it would probably be prudent for us to to keep a, an eye out. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep watch. I'll watch. Peter, you look like you were gonna say something. I was gonna say Luke. Uh, Luke mm-hmm. Cedric is gonna stay up drinking late, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Nadia, you go into bed. I'll wake you up when I'm ready to go to sleep. Oh, oh no, I can't sleep right now. I'm, I'm not tired. <laughs> Cedric, are you drinking alone? Yes, he is. <laughs> no, I'm with other people. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a sleepover. <laughs> Tulip will drink too, but okay. eventually pass out at the table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Cedric and Nadia, um, like, so how are you doing this watch thing? Like, are you staying up the whole night or are you trading off with someone? Like, how are you splitting up the sleep time? I have to sleep some. Yeah. And you have to sleep some. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone can wake, wake me up. Someone can wake me up, and I can do the second half. I'll I'll, I'll wake you up, Kay. All right. Okay. Uh, good good luck out there. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we got this. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed, Kay. We got this. <laughs> Um, okay, so Nadia and Cedric, if you're keeping watch together, um, you can roll perception checks for me. Cedric, you're gonna do it at a minus four. <laughs> minus four? Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> That's fair. That's He's fair. very distracted. <laughs> can I make one too, since I'm technically sure. at the first? Yeah. Cindy, you don't look happy. Oh, no, no, I'm just waiting to see what Cedric's roll is first, because it's funny. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> So I got a, I rolled a 15, so an 11. Okay. All right. That's not terrible. <laughs> Everyone else? I got, Better I got than a I was thinking it was going to be. 19? 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Cedric is, is very distracted and not super paying attention, even though he said he was on watch. Um. But the two of you feel very mm-hmm. secure. Like, of course, the town gets quiet after a little while, as it does, Tulip. You know this. Like, again, the, the Mariam are not party people. Um, <laughs> so this is definitely the most excitement you've had in quite a while. Um, but nothing, be. yeah, <laughs> um, but nothing super exciting seems to happen on your watch. Nothing noteworthy or, or anything you need to be concerned about. It's not a town full of pizza rats. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Up the in the South middle town. of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's those, those hooligans in the next town over. <laughs> All right. Who is taking the next watch? I guess I am. Okay. I volunteered, sort of. Cool. Um, so you're watching alone in the dark of the night? In the dark of the night. Is it just a 20 or is it with a perception check? Perception, yeah. Okay. I'm like, I haven't done one of these in so long. My character sheet is loading. Sorry. It's okay. uh, there we go. <laughs> 24. 24. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. You are hyper alert because you're out here in the dark alone. And even though there's a town, like you're still like, this is kind of weird. Also, like you're not normally one of the people who keeps watch. So like, you're like, I have to be very sure that I'm protecting my friends because most of them are drunk and one of them's sick. And so you're just hyper alert the whole time. Nothing bad seems to happen. I guess that's probably- I feel like she's even taking notes occasionally. Yeah. Yep. Thank you heard you. a loud snore from two doors down. Yes. Thank you so much for that Anastasia <laughs> quote, Ryan. I was wondering if anybody was going to do that. <laughs> it's a good it's song. It's in my head now. Good job, guys. Oh. Oh, whoa. The singing bugs in that. Yes. <laughs> that movie was one of the reasons I knew whoa. I was gay. <laughs> it's such a good movie. I knew every song in that movie. Oh. I have this soundtrack. It's such a good. It's just a good. I listened to the soundtrack too, and then I like burned it for my like like female friends in school, and they'd be like, "This is so cool," and I'd be like, "Isn't it?" <laughs> am I am I the only hey, one wait, who's you're... never seen this movie? <gasps> Joe, also yeah, never seen it. apparently so. Oh no, guys, we're having a movie watch party the next time we go to a conference <laughs> together. <laughs> right? I I am fine with that. <laughs> They're We're warning. The there cool is a, there is like a stage version of it, and they broke it. Oh no! So oh, yeah, that was recent, wasn't it? Don't do it. 
That wasn't mm-hmm. it recent? It just yeah. came from here last year, and some of my friends saw it and had many things to say about it. And I heard it was dead. terrible. Aww. Yeah. Now I'm disappointed. We'll just pretend it doesn't They, like, exist. changed a bunch of the songs, and it was very sad. Lame. Yeah, um, no. Bartok is the best. Uh, anyway. Sorry to bring it down. <laughs> it's okay. But, but, don't, but don't watch the sequel movie they made about yeah, Bartok. no, no. Because it's not <laughs> canon. <laughs> it's not good. Um, okay, back you, back on some semblance of track here. <laughs> Veronica is also singing along with us. Um, yeah, so uh, nothing <laughs> nothing bad happens during any of your watches. But Lucanus, while you're laying there, either trancing or just laying there feeling sorry for yourself, can you make a fortitude save for me? Uh... Sounds made appropriate noise. Character, not. <laughs> that was not me getting up from my chair. That sound was made in character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Where's the fortitude? Wait, is that stats? Uh, and then like right <clears throat> under the main ability scores. Yeah. Yeah, it's a save. It's a type of saving throw. Mm-hmm. All right. Now. Oh. <gasps> yeah! Well, see, the what? problem is he got a. He rolled another natural one, plus his fortitude of four, makes it a five. So the rough thing about this disease is that as it does constitution damage, your fortitude save gets worse, right? Okay. Well, I, wait, 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 wait. I gave him. I gave him advantage. But it was a one. <gasps> oh, he did get advantage for. But hold on. I spelt the name wrong, but I was panicked. That's okay. Hold on. Hold on. So <laughs> I have technically this. Should- is seven because if this is poison i have a plus it's two. not a poison i would have told you that um but you get hey, give it, never mind. you get advantage so roll again was he given an advantage earlier he too, was though? yeah, yeah. Can, i'm only gonna let you use one but yeah roll it again uh. <laughs> yeah yeah qui-gon bowers also gave him yeah. advantage. yeah 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 thanks qui-gon <laughs> so just click the same button yep, again click the same button yep, again yep. just not a one 13 okay um so nine plus four for 13 yeah you uh you wake up not feeling any worse than you did before great cool wow i wasn't sure if that was gonna get that would have been very exciting if it kept getting worse yeah (laughs) save my advantage for later i guess in case you have to make it again yeah like it's you, just gonna keep getting worse. We don't know what it is. Yeah, and we're no, that, out in the that was <laughs> you. You got one more than the DC to save. Congratulations. Um, wow. <laughs> so the DC was a twelve. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. Do you want to know what it was? Bowers. <laughs> Do you want to know what it was? Sure. Yeah. Um, so this is actually it's straight out of the Ghoul entry for the Monster Manual. Um, it's called Ghoul Fever. It's a disease that causes con and dex damage every day until you save against it, but. You might remember, um, if you lose your con score, if your con goes all the way to zero, you die. That's one of the ways you can die, is by losing con. Um, this is true in 5th edition as well. But if you if your con goes all the way to zero, you die. But if your con goes all the way to zero because of ghoul fever, you rise as a ghoul. <laughs> Which would have been really fun. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you would have had to fight me. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's a ghouled thing we didn't have to. Oh, God. <laughs> You're just mad. Thank you. You're just mad you didn't think of it first, Peter. <laughs> You're just, I know Xander is in chat. You're just pandering to him. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I make puns I'm, on I'm my own, damn it. <laughs> I'm following, I'm currently following in the footsteps of my favorite biologist. Oh. Day, 
Gould. Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> Wait, Cheryl, you said it it causes damage until a save. So yeah. did he like recover? Yeah. Basically, that means he like fought it off. Yeah. Okay. So like okay. You, we don't know that though. Right. Yeah. You don't know that. You no, just, no. 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 We don't know that. Yeah. I was just. I cool. was wondering. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the first Fortitude save was so uh, Fletcher and Lucanus were the only two that were actually bitten by the ghouls. Others of you got slashing damage from their claws, but um, but <laughs> they're the only two that got bitten. Um, I kept track while I was editing the podcast, which is a good reason to record your games of D&D. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you Fletcher... Don't have to take notes! <laughs> right, but Fletcher saved immediately, and Lucanus did not, so Lucanus actually came down with the disease. But, yeah, if you hadn't saved, then you would have kept getting worse, yeah. Okay, but, um, like, all my stat changes are gone now? No. You're, you still have them like that. You'll either have to recover during sleeps or you'll have to have them magically recovered, but they're not going to get worse. Oh, okay. So how would that... Hmm? Oh, so... I just don't know how I'm going to play it now because I, I was... Well, first thing in the morning, Cedric is going to come over and be like, all right, hey, Lucanus, how you feeling? Wake up. Wake up. Yeah, up, up, up. feeling a bit better. Yeah, and you yeah. certainly don't feel worse. All yeah. Right. Well, um, chill here for a bit. Uh, maybe eat some breakfast. I have some morning uh, prayers to do. When I'm done with that, I will be right back. Cool. We go pray for my spells. <laughs> we come back and cast Lesser Restoration, Lesser Restoration on him again. Okay. Um. So that lets you do what again? It is a. <clears throat> I think it's a D4 of. Is it HP or an ability? No, I can. I can. Uh, it's an ability. Yeah, one d four of temporary uh, ability score damage. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. So yeah, you get to choose either his dex or his con, and then fix it, fix it, fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Okay. I think I I want to fix his con all the way, even okay. though I know he's only got like a minus one, um, yeah. minus one in that one. To me, that seems the most important. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, that's it. Should be a d four. That's wow. a four. Okay. Um. So the con is gone. Cool. Um. So yeah, I will fix that for your character sheets and stuff. Um. But yeah. So your constitution feels way better, which is good. So yeah, you feel good. Um. And that seems like a great place for us to stop for now because it is the time of stopping the game. Um. Thanks everybody for a super fun roleplay and storytelling heavy uh game. I guess I wanted to end by giving Nikki a little time to talk about what she does and her podcast, because I don't know if you want to join us again. It feels like we might be sort of tapering down to the end of their time in this village. They didn't seem like they had much more they wanted to do. But yeah, could you tell us a little bit more about what Beholder to No One is and why why it's a thing that you do? <laughs> and why do you play um, d <laughs> So Beholder to No One was created because I am slightly obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons. A little bit. I play <laughs> maybe like five times a week right now, which is a little wow. too much. Um, but I started it on my birthday last year, so it's been going on for about nine months now, and it started as just a discussion. It was supposed to be me and my friends talking about random things that we were talking about at the table. So, like, you guys talk about science. We're like, well, what if this mechanic was like this? And we start going <laughs> off on tangents about D&D things, and we've talked about things like inclusivity at the table or in your game specifically we've talked about world building we've talked about building unique characters and just 
when I invite guests now, Greg and I will talk about whatever the person wants to talk about. And we started to uh, branch out into TTRPG as well, because I love other games more than just D&D. And we brought on like indie TTRPGs that were releasing Kickstarters to talk about their games and what their logic was for the systems that they created and why they didn't go with a D20 based system. And then we kind of branched off further, and now we have two additional shows, all still under the same umbrella of Beholder to No One. Uh, we do Beholder to One Shots, which are non-D&D-based tabletop games, and we do a one-shot to play them. And we've played some hilarious games already that are free or Kickstarter-based or like a one-page RPG. And then we started our fifth edition actual play, which is a horror-based system to kind of also give us a little our love for the D&D system too. And that's with my, that's with me and my husband and then Greg and his wife, who's my best friend. And then our friend Brian is the DM for that. And he, his mind is insane when it comes to some of the horror stuff that he comes up with. We like, there's, I wish I could share print screens of our faces when he's going into <laughs> descriptions. Cause we're like, what is that? Oh, that's disgusting. But it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Like I got to the point where you had to have trigger warnings because of gore and, disturbing content potentially but i love it i haven't started listening to beholder to clear light yet but i'm so excited for it (laughs) yeah behold clear light is uh the name of that one and then i became so obsessed that i'm also in the process of starting a potential additional sci-fi podcast with some different people a very diverse group and we don't know any details about that but i'm very excited for it amazing um and should we tease the other thing I guess we could. Yeah. So, so if you like Nikki, she's gonna be in a one shot that I'll be running that will be published only as a YouTube video and podcast on Nature Check. So we're not doing a live stream, but in December we're going to be releasing a special one shot. And if you like me and her playing together, there will also be a special one shot on her podcast that I will be in in December because our little podcast friend group is doing a thing. Pod Squad is doing a thing. So stay tuned in December for a whole bunch of one shots with people that you like playing together. I may have signed up for seven games. I oh have a problem. And, and in how many of them, I have to bring this up again. In how many of them are you a monk? Because I've just like noticed that Nikki really likes to punch things because she's been a monk I type do. character in a lot of games. I've only made... I only made two characters so far. Neither of them are monks. Oh. oh. Nice. One was a brainy, overweight, scaredy cat, literally. She was so sweet. I loved her, though. <laughs> and then I'm going to do try a dragon shaman for the one that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds fun. Why not? Yeah. And I was inspired to play a monk in one of the games because of Nikki. Yeah. So <laughs> I, punched- I do play it. Yeah, I do play a monk on Fridays and I get in so much trouble and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I punched some birds. It was great. Um, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you'll have to stay tuned for all of those. They'll be coming coming out in December. They're going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again. Round of applause to Nikki for being our first mouse folk character or first Muriam. Uh, Tulip was really fun and I liked her this, a lot. Yeah, and, this was so much fun. Yeah, I was glad to have you on the show. I had fun. Besides, she's not coming with us. We need Tulip and Barika to come with us. Okay, but like we can't oh, keep making this podcast bigger. There's no room on the screen for everyone. All of your faces would be like this big and nobody would know who was talking. If I didn't record on some Saturdays, I would totally be down for joining. Yeah. But um a lot of people have asked both the audience and the players and like 
Yeah, it's not like Arda gets wiped after you guys have been through. So, like, if you're on your way back and people are interested in re- being recurring characters, like, I mean, the world Who is... knows? Yeah, they, they live in this place, so you might see them again. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> Tulip will eventually get the nerve to go actually do something and you will be invited to a wedding in the future. I would love that. That would be so great. World may never know. I, I hope she does get up the courage. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much the end of the show. Thank you all so much for hanging out in the chat and harassing us about various medical checks and whatever else was going on in the chat. Um, <laughs> thank you. So many things. Yeah, and thank you for spending your viewpoints to both give the players advantage and also um, buy extra monsters for the next time they have a combat encounter. Uh, Ryan is shaking his head. <laughs> Nadia, use that clear quarterstaff move I taught you. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, yeah. It'll it'll be some <laughs> random monster in the next combat encounter. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get out of here. Um, have a good weekend, everyone. Keep your chins up. Uh, take care of one another. We love you. Bye. Bye.